good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And man, oh man, the gang is back. We have a great show for you. Get ready, strap in. The next two hours is going to be all Xbox all the time. We have a ton of amazing topics to get into. And uh, I think you're going to be incredibly entertained. Uh, no guests today. We are missing Pong So, who unfortunately got called into the big bad work. So he'll hopefully be back next week when Boxenberger won't be here. I, I think there's something <laughs> going on, Boxenberger. I think yeah. you talked about that in the DM. Yeah. Welcome Absolutely. back, brother. How are you feeling? <laughs> Thank you. Doing good. Doing good. I have to. I have the suspicion that Pong is trying to avoid me. Whenever I tell him I'll be on a podcast, <laughs> he's dropping out last minute. So I'm taking it very personal. Yeah. <laughs> of course, right. I'm kidding. Um, missing Pong, but uh, we have an exciting show ahead. We have a stack panel and some fantastic topics to talk about. So I can't wait to talk about everything. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to get into it. And of course, we're going to bring up my favorite conversation, both kart racing and and, and uh, fighting games. Uh, but listen, uh, yeah, if you missed out on Living Split Screens uh, show this Saturday, folks, my God, uh, talk about delivering in a big way. Both Pong Soul and uh, and uh, Steel Rain just kept dropping bomb after bomb. Like I could not stop listening to it. So if you're not subscribed, get over there and subscribe. They are on the hunt for 1K. That's right. We're trying to get them to 1,000 subscribers, and they're well they're well deserving of it. Uh, but listen. Speaking of the other half, Mav, what's going on? Half the other half of PM in the PM. What's going on, brother? How you feeling? Uh, pretty good, man. It's uh, it was a good day yesterday for gaming news, right? Got a lot of cool, oh. cool stuff. Finally, <laughs> we even got another delay, but yeah, overall, still finally a good Monday of gaming news. It's gonna, it's getting me hyped over for the uh, next couple months. We're gonna have an awesome. You know, uh, September, October, November of gaming, I think. And it's just going to roll right into 2023. So I'm uh, getting pretty pumped, man. But uh, yeah, doing good. Uh, excited to have Boxenberger here. Uh, I got accused of also avoiding him as well. <laughs> but I am not. I, I'm here, dude. I, uh, I'm glad that it's awesome get here get to be on the show with you today, as well as Daniel Umbra and, and uh, you, Boom, of course, because we got a lot to talk about, man. It's going to be. Absolutely awesome. Yeah. Well, good to have you back, brother. And obviously, definitely check out Mav's PM in the PM with Pong. So along with a lot of it. I mean, he has he has a ton of shows just like myself. And if you miss, if you need another Xbox show to add to your repertoire, if you will, of shows, you should definitely check out his Friday show that goes live. I what is it, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time? Am I correct? Yeah, yeah Xbox Ultimate uh one episode 102 will be this Friday at 9 nice. p.m. Eastern Time. Excellent. Um, that show is a little different, though. We go left a lot, right? It gets a little crazy. We have a lot of fun. You go off you know? road. You, you you guys like to to, to 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 veer off like me, like my driving right now, and yeah. go off roading. I love it. <laughs> yeah, Pong started us off on the wrong foot last week, though, because he just let some stuff slip out like right at the beginning of the show. It just derailed everything. So I blame him last week. Damn you, Pong. Damn yeah. you, Pong. Uh, well, listen, thanks for being here, brother. Daniel McGee, what's going on, brother? How you feeling? Welcome back. Hey, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I do have some construction apparently going on on the road outside, so hopefully you guys can't hear that too much. Uh, they chose the exact second we were about to start to do it, so that's awesome. Yeah, and that's uh, usually my case. They usually want to start mowing and using the leaf blower as as my show starts. That's life. Yeah, oh, it's so great. <laughs> really convenient. Uh, but otherwise, doing great. Really looking forward to the topics today. 
Nice, nice. And last and no way least, uh, one of the newest additions to the Xbox Factor podcast on loan from the the Xbox Infinite podcast of Infinite Umbra. How you feeling, brother? Welcome. Hey, good morning, guys. Well, good afternoon, I guess now. Yeah, I'm feeling good, brother. How are you? I am doing A.O. fine. Got a lot of good topics to talk about. Lots of news dropping. And uh, folks, uh, you know, I I just got off the wire with uh, one of my close connections. Uh, I would dare say a source. Uh, and apparently, um, I don't have any other information about uh, uh, to, to pass on other than what I'm going to give you. And that is keep your keen eye to the websites like VGC, uh, like uh, reporters like Tom Warren, uh, because apparently uh, this week, uh, Sony's response to uh, Xbox's, uh, you know, questioning or, you know, uh, t- you know, th- their response to Sony's complaints to the Brazilian regulators will be being made public. And apparently uh, this is getting catty. Uh, I still say this. Sony does not have a leg to stand on. And I think that the bully is afraid. I think that they are looking at uh, the future and what the future may not be as bright as it used to be because their way of selling games is ancient and dinosaur-like. And the new kid on the block, meaning... Uh, Xbox has found a way to not only deliver quality, but uh, uh, but also not clobber its fan base uh, and give value at the forefront of Xbox Game Pass. And now with Xbox Game Pass Plus Family, it's going to be uh, hard not to get invested in Xbox. And I think that is what is concerning for Sony. But listen, folks, we have an amazing show. I want to get to the first topic, so let's let's break that down. Uh, we had Xbox news. Now this is this is a uh, this is a place on Twitter that if you're not already subscribed, you should. It's uh, at underscore Xbox news on Twitter. They posted something that's pretty interesting, and it sparked my brain to want to uh, have a conversation with everyone here. And they dropped it on Twitter, and they said uh, this: total Xbox sales to date currently are over 182 million and counting. Do you think that the Xbox Series X and S will surpass the Xbox 360? Now, here is the full breakdown of all the numbers of Xbox sold so far. The OG Xbox sold and topped uh, and topped out at 24 million. The Xbox 360 uh, uh, nearly quadrupled that with 85 million. And of course, while the Xbox One wasn't as successful, and it topped out at 58 million. Currently, right now, the Xbox Series X and S, which is the current gen, has reached and surpassed 15 million consoles and counting. And here is the question that I want to pose for the chat. This is the, the question, the opening salvo, if you will, to the uh, to the to the illustrious panel that we have here is will Microsoft's Xbox Series X and S surpass 100 million? Now, it's a, it's a fair question. They, they've sold pretty well. As a matter of fact, according to Satya Nadala during uh, last week's you know, breakdown with uh, how, what Microsoft made in the, in the uh, uh, fiscal quarter, this is the fastest selling Xbox in history uh, at 15, 15 plus million right now. Uh, I'm going to start with Mav on this. Mav, look, Microsoft is doing things that no other publisher, 
or developer has done uh, in, in, in the history of gaming. They have found a way to make gaming affordable for everyone, right? Everyone that has a phone, that has a tablet, that has a pewter or a console can play Xbox. And we know that that um, is going to be opened up even further this fall when the TV start dropping with the app directly on it. Now, Microsoft has never crossed the 100 million console ever in their history. Now, we've seen Nintendo do it. We've seen Sony do it quite often. This is an opportunity that I think they are, uh, that has been presented. The value proposition of what's coming for Xbox versus what the other guys are doing, I have a strong suspicion that they will, in fact, cross 100 million for the first time in company history. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's an interesting question because there's a lot of layers to this and a lot of ways of looking at it, right? Because we don't know how their iterations are going to go for the future. We don't know how long this generation is technically going to last. They built consoles that are very future-proof, right? So they can really last forever. But also, because of the way the ecosystem is, who's to say that they're if everything's forward compatible and back compatible, potentially not going to release different hardware in the future that just has some slight improvements? just slightly and then potentially call it a series, whatever. And will people try and say that doesn't belong, you know, with the sales and stuff like that, you know? So uh, there's a lot of layers to it as far as consoles. Why, if I just uh, consoles wise, as far as this whole generation, if I include potentially future iterations into that, I think absolutely for sure, it's going to surpass everything. We're already on track of higher than any other Xbox in the history. Also without a huge amount of first party games already. Right. So that avalanche of first party games that we talked about last week on Breakfast with Boom, I think, um, is is coming. Like it's going to start with Game Pass this holiday in October with a lot of third party stuff. And then it's going to flow right into uh, 2023, 2024, 2025. It's not going to stop. The value is only going to keep getting better because they keep adding things to the service. They keep adding places you can play in the service as well. So the interesting thing about Xbox is while I still think they're going to uh, surpass in hardware over the 360, um, I also think that Xbox is the least important right now because there's more devices in the world that can play Xbox than any other platform. Between mobile devices, PCs, um, you got uh, apps on TVs. You're going to have streaming sticks and stuff like that. There's everybody has it. Like if you have a household that has a, a, a tablet, a phone, a PC, you already, you have already have access to buy Xbox games, right? Yep. You can, you can subscribe to game pass. You can enjoy hundreds of games in the ecosystem. You don't even have to have a console, right? That's, that's how, massive their scope reaches right so it's less important for them hardware wise as opposed to sony right now that's mainly relying on the box right or especially nintendo that's all they got you know but xbox is still important for the console even though it's less important than the others and they're doing a better job at positioning themselves to move that hardware like if you look at the series s at that price point, it's like at uh, 300 right now. You see it on sale a lot for 250 to 70. It's also very small. 
very portable. So it's more attractive for, for a different audience in different parts of the world as well. So I think you're going to keep seeing these uh, boxes sell, especially with holiday sales and stuff like that. Um, and when these big games hit, because even Xbox acknowledges what moves hardware more than anything else, big first party games, games right? Yep. And Tenfold when we games. start having the Starfields and the Redfall and, you know, Avowed and Fable and Perfect Dark and all these games dropping and they have all that marketing behind it, all this advertising and stuff, those consoles are going to fly off the shelves. Yeah, right? I just get absolutely 200 bucks, 250 bucks, 300 bucks, whatever, whatever. That's like it's not 500, you know, those people that want access to it and say, oh, wow, I just need to go buy a Series S. Let's say it's on sale for 250 a holiday. I get a family game pass, which is $25 and you can get a console for the family, for the, for the living room. Yep. And you have also your kids can play on their tablet with their own account. Uh, Your teenager can play on their PC with their own account and and everything. And guess what? You got cross progression, cross save across the entire ecosystem as well. So they just set up this like amazing ecosystem. That's super attractive and leading in value even without the games. Now those games are going to take it to another level. So yes, it's going to surpass the 360. I just don't know when, but like maybe in the next like four years or so, it'll, it'll just really explode. Um, once everybody is like, Oh my God, how did I, how am I missing out on all these games and all this value? You know what I mean? Once it becomes like the casual market, especially even with call of duty, I mean, look at the Call of Duty aspect right there. Just with that alone, you know. Yeah, it is. It's it's going to move mountains, dude. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Absolutely. You know, 360, early 360 days, they had the marketing rights for COD. They did. Yeah, and and, and that's why they were leading the pack. Because remember, back then, it was map packs first on Xbox. Yeah, they had they had like the whole first person shooter market pretty much cornered back then because they had Halo. They had COD. You know, um, and all the, the marketing rights for, for Call of Duty, they had the map packs uh, early on there, the, all that kind of stuff as well back then. So it's going to be interesting to see, like, how that shift when it comes back over to Xbox, right? How much of an impact that actually has. Everybody has such short-term memories when it comes to gaming. People just remember the PS4 and Xbox One generation, right? Yep. But if you think back to the early 360 generation, it was total annihilation. Xbox was just slaughtering PlayStation. Yes, it wasn't even close. The PlayStation came out the six hundred dollar box in two thousand and six. Think about how asinine that is. Would you buy a six hundred dollar console right now? They also told you, you know? that if you need, if you wanted the console to get a second job, yes, <laughs> which is not good. <laughs> and, and then there wasn't very many games at the launch of the PS3 back then either that were very good. And they did have some shooters that were decent, but they weren't trying to. They weren't really competing with the Halos and and Call of Duty and stuff like that, right? So. Um, it's going to be really an awesome generation as a whole. Um, yeah. PlayStation is starting to make moves to try and become more value conscious. It looks like uh, with some reports that came out today, but I think still like Xbox is just gaining enough of that market share that they probably going to surpass that, you know, hundred million console markets. Jen. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I mean, listen, uh, you, you, what a way to, what a way to start the show. Uh, Matt, you knocked it out of the park. Boxenberger. I want to bring you into the conversation, but before I do, I want to uh, thank a couple of people. First of all, Web Dave uh, drops a message in here. He's been a channel member for 12 months. He says, 100 million easy this gen. 
Boom, Mav, Daniel Infinite, and the Mighty Boxenberger. What a great panel. Boom, shakalaka, indeed. We also have two Super Chats that came in. Highlander0001 drops a very generous, wow, $10 Super Chat and says, great panel as always. Um, I, I was at Best Buy this morning, and there was a Samsung monitor that had Xbox Game Pass on it. I, it was not attached to PC or Xbox. Wow, that's awesome. Um, yeah, those you're going to start seeing that sooner than later. And Jesse DeBarrios drops a very generous $5 Super Chat. Jesse, welcome to the program, brother. He says, tell me that a Batman-style Ghost Rider game wouldn't be sick. Yeah, dude, it would be awesome. But just imagine if there were there were parts where you were on on the on the on the bike, and you were just like battling people with the whipping that whipping other cars to pieces with the chain. Forget about it. It'd be it'd be bonkers. And we're actually going to get into that because, yeah, um, the multiverse. I don't know if anybody or well, multiverses. I should say. Have anybody been paying attention to that, folks? Ten million uh, surpassed in beta. I, I, I mean, you know, that if that doesn't spark an interest for Xbox, it, again, it's 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 the big topic of the show. We'll get to it after. But I will say that Xbox needs to pay a little bit more attention and hopefully uh, they will. But uh, uh, Boxenberger, let, let's get your opinion on this. Is Microsoft potentially setting the Xbox Series X and S consoles to surpass 100 million uh, the way they're 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 pr- positioning the box versus uh, the the price of admission. It's an interesting question. Like uh, Mav said, uh, there are so many different layers to this. Um, I don't know about the console sales per se, but let me tell you this: at the end of the generation, I would be very, very surprised if we don't have more than a hundred million million active Xbox users. And I think uh, that's the, the the better metric to look at this because. Like you said, like Mav said, and everyone else mentioned it, um, it's an ecosystem. You don't have to have the console to play Xbox games. You can play on PC, on tablet, on TVs, on whatever device that has a screen and Bluetooth connection. You can play these games now. And um, that's why I am not sure about the console sales per se. But one thing is for sure. This is the best setup Xbox generation to date. The consoles have the power. There there are options on the market with the powerful Xbox Series X and the entry system, the Series S, and we (laughs) talked about this multiple times. Uh, Soon, the price is going to drop off the Series S. Uh, Black Friday, $250, is not unrealistic. Um, when when this system goes on sale, so you have different value proposition entering points, and like Mav said, uh, Xbox is doing really well so far. The live to date sales of the Series consoles are better than in any other Xbox generation. So uh, it is already setting records, and that without having games. Um, and yeah, eventually Xbox will drop this this. Uh, all this, uh, the these first-party games uh, into the service, and they add more value, and not just with Call of Duty. I think like um, having things um, like Candy Crush and World of Warcraft, and these kind of things will also help them to grow Game Pass outside of the console market. But um, yeah. and that will also help console sales. Uh, yeah. If 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 you ha- hook someone that plays Candy Crush into Game Pass. 
this this uh, person might eventually think about hey why not get a series s for 199 and i can continue to play um uh, other games and uh, uh, or candy crush <laughs> and so on so yeah i i have no doubt that this will be the most successful um, xbox generation ever the value is there the hardware is there and um once an enhanced console drops that will uh, and uh, will will boost the sales again um so yeah uh they have everything set up for it to be a, a super successful um generation now they only have to get their game pipeline in order get their management straight and fix their their uh, game pipeline and with when they have that done yeah they're gonna knock it out of the park yeah no i absolutely agree real, real quick shout out to uh kia walker who's a good friend of the program, constantly dropping hot buckets of information into the DMs. He has just confirmed that Evil West has been delayed until November. Another, I mean, at least it's not delayed until 2023, but my God, these delays are just yeah. not to be believed. It is. At least it's still this year. It is. And you know, it is a dry year. It, it's <laughs> becoming funny. a dry year. Yeah. We all and, gave Microsoft a lot of, a lot of, slack i don't want to use the s word but mm. they, we gave them a lot of slack for their three delays which I, I still still stand on my stone that it sucks but if you look at how many how many companies how many developers how many publishers have put delays into 2023 you know we got to remember that like i said i hate to keep saying it but you know covid is a thing and uh development is being hampered it's not the same development is not the same thing it used to be um but Daniel, I want to bring you in on the conversation, but before I do, let me thank Elemental P.O., good friend of the program. He drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, the sales numbers mean nothing. Why? Xbox is still in the conversation and offering more for the gamer than ever. Uh, easily their best gen. Yes, indeed. And, that, you know, l- l- let, me, l- let me just clear this up. Uh, I'm not on the bandwagon that Microsoft has to sell 100 million consoles to be considered important to the conversation. Uh, Microsoft has muscled their way into the conversation and they are making strides to be the number one box you play your game on. Uh, now, whether that's a TV, whether that's a, a computer, whether that's your console, your, your, you know, your mock-up handheld that supposedly Logitech is working on, you know, th- they're doing things that Sony's not doing. And on top of doing all of these things, all of these new things for gaming, they have um, introduced a service that Sony can't match. Nintendo will not match. Um, and even, even like right now, Sony's best effort has been pushed forward. And it's $18 a month or 120 bucks a year. And you get some day-in-day games, but none of their first party. I believe that is going to change. I think they're going to be literally painted into a corner. And they're going to have to, at some point, uh, begrudgingly, uh, put their games in there. And, and I actually think they're going to be better for it. I think that their numbers will go through the roof if you can pay, you know, $20 a month, uh, you know, if they increase it or whatever for day and day games. But only time is going to tell. But Daniel, I'm going to bring you in on the conversation. I see the chat. First of all, we got over 300 people here, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, and a lot of people are like, hey, they don't need 100 million. And, and I would agree with that. But I think that when you look at what is potentially on the rise. You know, everyone on, so far, both Boxenberger and, and Mav made great points. When the games hit, 
And I know that we're all tired of saying, wait till next year, wait till next E3. It's become a meme, right? Yeah. But the reality is, is that at some point, it's going to hit and it's going to hit like a tidal wave. And 2023 apparently is going to be that year. What is interesting, folks, and what is, a, I, I think, a bit of a head scratcher to this conversation is the fact that Xbox in this country, in the U.S., has outdueled the PlayStation 5 for nine months, three mm-hmm. consecutive quarters, with no bangers, as the kids say, right? So when the bangers hit, and when they're dropping one AAA bomb per 60 days, per 90 days, and you can get this Xbox Series S down to 200 bucks, it's literally game over. And that's where the sales sales number boost is going to come. And I think at that point, Daniel, that we might actually see them come back to telling us the numbers because they're going to want to put it out there that, hey, this month we sold 6 million Series S consoles because X game was out. What, what are your thoughts on the, 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 the importance of hitting the golden standard of 100 million consoles sold in a generation? Oh, so, I mean... I agree with basically everything that's been said, you know, both. I think that they will hit a hundred million. I think that that's maybe not guaranteed, but fairly likely. I mean, we're seeing a, a, an Xbox that's more aggressive, more compelling than it's ever been before. Right. We're seeing them winning three quarters in a row, despite the fact that they haven't put out games in about three quarters. Right. We're seeing them, winning in Japan semi-regularly, right? Like they are doing better this generation than they ever have before, right? Like we already know that they have sold faster than they did in the 360 generation when they sold 85, I think, from the graphic that was in the chat. Yes, 85 85 million. million. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think when you combine that with the fact that the games industry is bigger than it's ever been, Right. There are more people playing video games than there were back in the 360 generation. I mean, there's more and more every single year. You combine that with the fact that now they own Bethesda and now they own or soon they'll own Activision Blizzard and Call of Duty and all of those sort of things. Like, I think that it, I would be honestly a little surprised if they didn't break 100 million. And when they do, we'll absolutely hear about that number. Um, I think that the, the thing that'll happen faster and the thing that we'll hear about more consistently is uh, Game Pass subscribers because those numbers are going to hit 100 million. Honestly, I think in the next five, maybe six years, right? Yeah. I think when you when you throw in that Riot Games partnership, you know that's going to blow up in the Asian market, and then when Call of Duty is in there, it's going to blow up over here. You know, it's. I think it's Xbox has put themselves in a very good position, and I would not be surprised to see any level of success from it. Now, like Box was saying, of course, they do need to start putting out games because them being able to win consistently without having anything in the pipeline is probably not going to hold out. I'm honestly kind of surprised that it's been happening up to this point. Um, but yeah, I think I think as soon as things like Starfield and Redfall and Elder Scrolls 6, when those things are coming out consistently and we're getting at least two or three of those a year, I, I don't know how there's any argument that it, it's not going to hit those numbers. I I agree. I'm laughing because Tony C in the chat says in the chat uh, that who's driving right now? That would be me. Sorry, I, <laughs> I, I'm a drunk driver. When I'm I read that when he said it. I was looking at you walk running to the wall. I'm like, oh. 
Oh my God, that's funny. Welcome to the show, Tony C. It's a name I don't, I'm not familiar with. So if you're new to the channel, man, thanks, for, thanks so much for checking us out, uh, folks. Listen, real quick before we bring in Umbra and then we move on. You know, we, we let give, let him uh, drop, uh, you know, drop his knowledge as 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 it's expected. Uh, we are 44 subs away from 11K. 44, folks, as of this morning. Um, if you're new to the channel, I want to tell you welcome. Uh, please consider subscribing, hit the sub button, and of course, bef- with that, hit that notification bell. I do four shows a week, uh, and uh, all, they're all live. I don't do videos. Videos is just not my thing. The production is just too much. It's too long. Boxenberger understands that one of his amazingly produced videos is 12 hours, and yeah. uh, you know if you're not getting you know 10,000 hits on it, and you, it, it's 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 frustrating. It's, so that's why I just said uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna be the live content guy, um, but. Umbrella, I want to bring you in on the conversation. You've heard everyone so far. Like I said, Microsoft has said in the past that console sales are not an important factor. Users to the to you know to the service are important, and I get it. But there is going to come a point where the numbers are going to be so outrageous that they're just going to at some point have to talk about it. Do you see a world where? We have a, a, a $200 Series S. We have uh, a family plan that, that, that allows day-and-date first-party AAA games for as low as $5 a month when you're in the family plan. Do you see all of that eventually leading to 100 million consoles sold and, and breaking a record that, that Xbox has never done before? I actually do, and I'll tell you why. And it's interesting. So I asked in the, the, the topic in the chat, rather, uh, I said, how many, if you all know, how many units did the 360 sell in its first 20 months? Do any of you all, you guys here know? I'm not actually sure, but it wasn't 15 million. It wasn't. Yeah, less, less than uh, BG than Series X. Yeah. BG Charts had like an article on this about like uh, nine, uh, 19 months in, I think, for all the consoles and stuff uh, a couple weeks back. And um, it's doing really well actually um yeah yeah so the thing is the 360 as there's been the best it was the best selling xbox we all know that right so as far as total units because i think at the end of the day it's so 85.81 million units a lot of that could be not a lot some of it could be attributed to the red rings of death right so there were multiple skews because of that (laughs) so and it happened to me seven times so i know for a fact that it might i'm right there i got your beat it happened to me eight that's almost almost you go <laughs> but that, that that counts for every console generation. Like I bought three uh, PlayStation fours during the generation. I bought the base PS4. I bought the PS4 Pro. Then this one broke, and I bought again a PS a base PS4. So there you go. Yeah, and all those matters. And that, that same thing happened with me. So I got exactly. the Series X. My my nephew has the Series S, and I'm probably going to get another Series S again, right? And we are actually giving away a Series S from my other from my podcast over there. Anyway, long story short. Right now, or at least at 20 months, the Series S had already in excess sold already 15.46 million units to compare to 10 million mm-hmm. for the 360 in 20 months. Right now, it is, or at least in June, it was it was over and ahead by 5 million point six ahead of the 360, and this is without any unit failures and things like that anywhere comparable to what the 360 had in its time. Now, the biggest thing is, is that you guys, like you guys pointed out, they did all this as boom, as you pointed out, without the, and I hate saying the word, the bangers. They did all of this without the bangers. And that tells you that Game Pass 
has been the biggest reason for it. And I, I would think we can all agree there because of the value that it, it offers. And of course, the S offers the value too. To, to answer the question of do I think it'll go to 200? Absolutely. It'll be a few years, but it will go to 200 for the Series S. I think as early as this year, it might go down $50. I can see that happening. And and if they bundle it, let's say, with the, the Call of Duty or something like that, or bundle it, put that on a box and say, okay, we're releasing all these things. Once the Activision deal, the situation is done by the end of this year. All these games now on Game Pass, that's pretty un- undeniable right there. And Mav was speaking on it a while ago, and he said that the 360 was kind of the shooter box. And that's true. It was, right? It's some of its charm. But we're in that situation now. Microsoft right now, the Xbox right now, is not only the shooter box, it's the RPG box, the Western RPG box. It is probably the platform box if they actually use those IP. It's so which, many other which, things. We're gonna act, it's yeah. funny you say that because Real actually, strategy, racers, racers, um, exactly, third yeah. person shooters. It's like basically everything than the third person action adventure. <laughs> That's the funniest thing. It has everything except right, for the third person over the shoulder. Exactly. But right now they have Doom, they have Wolfenstein, they have Halo, they have Call of Duty, they have Quake. All of that is there. So the foundation is there. All it is just execution now. If when we all know and we're going to get to this soon, 2023 is going to be crazy all across the board, but but especially so for Game Pass. So I expect actually record profits for uh sales next year as far as uh members joining Game Pass and as far as Xbox Series X and S sales. So I think, yeah, at the end of the day, because it's, it's supposed to go for 10 years, this uh, this uh generation, that's what they said, right? That's what they want to do. I don't know if they'll have a mid-gen refresh or not because, you know, at their point, we kind of get to diminishing returns and pricing and all of that has to come into a point where it's not going to be worth buying something. But I think absolutely, if you look at the trajectory that they're at now compared to where they're at with the most successful selling 360, I mean, this is the most profitable that the, the Xbox unit has been or the Xbox division has been ever so I can absolutely see them reaching 100 million or at least at the very least outselling the 360 by the end of the 10 years. Yeah. And no, I mean, listen, it, it's, you know, uh, it, it, it's inevitable. But again, only time is going to tell. Uh, we will see what happens. Uh, you know, this I, I'm very interested to see what they do this for. Um, obviously. They, they, there's not a lot that they could put on the boxes because there's, there's not a lot of first party stuff this year, but they can still instill, uh, you know, putting Starfield in a box, you know, putting, uh, you know, a, a, a picture of a vowed or a bunch of games that are coming out next year for Forza, Forza Motorsport. Uh, you know, they could turn around and put Redfall in the box, uh, you know, included in everyone, you know, Xbox Game Pass, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, whatever. But it's going to be the price of the console. How? low are they willing to go and how um you know will the will the the chip shortage that continues to you know plague the 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 industry not just gaming it's 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 everywhere are they will you know it seems like microsoft is one of the few companies that is pumping out these consoles yeah you can find you can find a playstation 5 especially if you follow people like wario 64 d batch they're always putting stuff out there um but uh Listen, let me let me get let, 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 let's bring in the let's bring in the next topic. And and this one this is this is an interesting one and one that I think is we're going to have fun with. Um 
the one thing that if you look at what Microsoft is missing, it's they're missing a super, they're missing the superhero genre, right? It's something that um, Sony has in spades. We, I mean, even Nintendo has their own superhero, Marvel's Ultimate uh, Alliance Three. That's an exclusive to the brand, right? Well, it was announced yesterday, and I'm pulling up Andy Robinson's uh, official Twitter account. If you don't know who he is, he is the uh, the editor for VGC, uh, which, of course, is VideoGamesChronicles.com, one of the places that I enjoy uh, getting a lot of the news from. I love reading their articles. Uh, they are really good. If, you, if you're looking for a site that very rarely uses console war shenanigans, uh, you should definitely check out VGC. But Andy Robinson put out this on his official Twitter account, and Disney has announced a Disney and Marvel game showcase, which is set to take place in September and will feature some fir- uh, the first look at Amy Hennig's Marvel game. Uh, and what's interesting about this is that at this point, we might actually get, and again, it's, it's only time is going to tell, we actually might get the announcement that Xbox has teamed up with someone, potentially Amy Hennig, and is getting their own Marvel exclusive. Um, and I've been banging this drum forever. I think that it is a genre that needs to be uh, addressed. I, I mean, we're going to get into some of the other genres that that do not that 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 have a place in Xbox and are currently not here. But the superhero genre, it, listen, it moves, it sells. Specifically, Marvel. Um, listen, all you got to do is look at uh, the two Spider-Man games for the PlayStation. Uh, Spider-Man 2018 is well over 25 million. Miles Morales is close or have already surpassed 20 million. Obviously, Spider-Man is a character that's not coming to the Xbox unless he is a part of maybe a, you know, a team. I, I, and, and even then, we don't know because Spider-Man was held off of the Xbox version of the Avengers due to uh, Sony licensing. Who figures that they could lock the face of Marvel behind a box? I, I, you know, it still, it still baffles my mind. But this showcase has me incredibly interested because this is an opportunity for Xbox and Phil Spencer and the team over at Redmond to show that they are serious about listening to the fan base. And one of the conversations that continue to come up is the lack of their own superhero identity. It doesn't, it doesn't Xbox does not have one. They don't have anything even remotely close. Boxenberger, let's bring you into the conversation. Um, and uh, what, I mean, listen, all we know is that Amy Hennig's Marvel mm-hmm. game is going to be shown off for the first time. We're going to get some information on it. Now, the rumor running is that it is a team-up game. So there's going to be several heroes, but we don't know what heroes. Now, we have heard in the past that Daredevil may be getting his own mm-hmm. game is this an opportunity for Microsoft to drop the bag and get lock up an exclusive to represent the Xbox brand? What are your thoughts on this? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I've you always phrase it like superhero game. I would dare to say pop culture game. Like um, they could also make a Star Wars exclusive or something like that. Um, but that's definitely something that Xbox is missing. You need this. Um, that this kind of face, like 
a Mandalorian or like a Spider-Man or a Batman or something like that on your box. If you have that on the box and someone goes in, especially the more casual gaming audience, they are familiar with the face of Spider-Man and they are familiar with Mandalorian or stuff like that. Netflix just surpassed 220 million subscribers. So obvious, uh, not, pardon me, not Netflix, Disney Plus. Um, so obviously these kind of uh, shows are very popular and you want that kind of face representing your brand. Um, that's that's the beauty of this uh, how old Spider-Man thing on PlayStation. Everyone knows Spider-Man. Everyone around the globe, and not, and not just some. Uh, uh, yeah, most recognizable superhero exactly. in the world. Yes. So, uh, and you can bring up almost any of the Avengers now. <laughs> yeah, and they are very well known now by the masses. And this is, would be a, a massive get for Xbox. And it's really something that they are missing right now. Um, Amy has as to Amy Henning's game. Yeah, um, Amy. Well. I, I've said this in one of my videos. I really don't get the hype around her because like she has not released a game in I want to say 14 years now. Well, it, <laughs> it, it, it's I mean the la last credit that she has is was Uncharted, Uncharted 4. Two. 4 because no, two or three. A, she no, wasn't it, involved in four anymore. She was removed from four. She had she 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 has produ producer uh credits in there. Okay. Uh, from what I understand, okay. when four was being made, she was removed from Naughty Dog. I mean, again, maybe I got it wrong. Somebody, uh, mm. you know, gets the right. And Chad you know, can confirm. Yeah, anyway, confirm you get my that. point. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. I think, uh, <laughs> I think then she moved during three because I remember it's the three. Yeah, okay. yeah, right. It was three. three so three, it, it's yeah. been really long um, since she actually released the game. So, no, but not taking away from her. Um, but yeah. She wasn't really successful at the A with with her game. They shut that down. Um, but now, <clears throat> let's see. Um, I'm excited for that showcase, man. It's not just it's not just Amy Henning's game. There are so many other um, possible Marvel, Star Wars, Disney IPs that they can get. I was honestly surprised about this showcase. I did not see that coming. I love that Disney is now branching out again into the gaming space a little bit more. Granted, they don't have their own studios, but they are now licensing Star Wars, Marvel, all the, and the, the classic Disney IPs out to tons of different studios, different publishers and stuff. And I, I really loved that uh, idea. And I did not see that showcase coming. And I bet there would be a bunch of great matches for xbox uh, at this showcase so i do hope that uh phil and the team are paying a good attention because a pop culture game is definitely something xbox needs i i absolutely agree uh daniel let's bring you in on the conversation brother what 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 do you feel the importance of xbox finally arriving in the superhero genre conversation because again at some point they have to bring an exclusive to the box and again if it doesn't if it doesn't drop into xbox game pass that's fine i'll be more than happy to buy it but they need to be a part of the conversation they cannot let sony run rampant unchecked yeah so uh, does it specifically need to be a superhero thing i don't know but xbox for sure needs to be getting into more licensed ip i know that phil has this thing or maybe xbox in general has this thing about wanting to 
own the IP that they make games based off of. And yeah, I, that, that, that. I think that's a Phil Spencer thing, to be honest with you. He's he's yeah. he's actually made mention of that on multiple interviews where he doesn't feel comfortable not having control over said character. But you can you can make the light you can you can write the contract mm -hmm. that gives you, you know, the ability to, you know, sign a 10 year deal for X character, you know, sure. sign a 20 year deal for X character. Yeah, I mean, I, there's there's a lot of different uh, like routes he could go through to to get it. I, like I understand them not wanting to make games with their first party studios that aren't related to IP that they own, but I feel like now that they own so many studios, like you could have a couple of teams work on things that you don't necessarily own and you won't be screwed over like you were in the Xbox One end of 360 generation where it was like, oh well, we don't own Rise, so we can't make a sequel to that, or we don't own this or uh, Sunset Overdrive, so we can't make a sequel to that, right? Um, I think now that they own enough IP and they're going to have enough people working on the IP that they own, I think that they, there's more leeway now that they could do that um, and still feel comfortable with it. Because I agree with Phil Spencer to an extent on, on this topic, right? Because it's like, you look at what Insomniac is doing, and first of all, they're doing amazing work. They're probably my favorite of PlayStation Studios by a country mile. But you look at what they've been working on and it's like Ratchet and Clank, which is owned, but going forward, it looks like it's going to be mostly superhero things. It's going to be Spider-Man. It's going to be Wolverine. And that's awesome. And I want those games. But at the same time, it's like if Disney or Marvel ever gets into the game space themselves, then Sony's just going to not have those games anymore. Um, so I, I understand why that would be concerning. I, I don't know if that would ever happen, but it could, right? So in terms of them at this particular Disney showcase, first of all, I think it's amazing that Disney is doing this showcase um, because there's endless possibilities because they're not making games themselves. They're licensing it out to the people who they believe will do the best jobs with it. And I think that's really exciting. Um, I hope that they step into the game space with their own showcase better than a lot of other people have tried, like the Google Stadia directs or whatever they were calling it were always terrible. Right. That Luna one was like not doing it for me. Like there's been a lot of companies stepping into the game space who have just not understood the culture of what gaming is. And I think that they Disney has made a really smart decision by having it be hosted by uh, Blessing Eddie Oye Jr., who is one of my favorite people in the games industry. He's fantastic. I really am hoping to work with him at some point because he's he's absolutely top tier. Yeah, he's um, he's, he's a good kid. Good kid. Definitely yeah. a good kid. It, it's amazing to see. The leaps and bounds that he has made. Oh, he's fantastic. I love that kid. Uh, I say kid. He's the same age as me. Uh, but <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm very hopeful for this. I don't know necessarily that we'll see an Xbox exclu exclusive at this showcase. I hope we do. Um, but we will absolutely see multiple games that will release on Xbox. And I think at this point, I'm just going to have to call that good enough. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I, 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 I understand I understand Phil Spencer and his opinion. He's the boss, right? And obviously, if he has a certain way he wants to do things, well, then that's the way things are going to be done. But I, I think at some point, they have to team up with somebody, uh, whether that's... And, and again, folks, look, um, the WB conversation has uh, been raging through the interwebs. Uh, as a matter of fact, tomorrow evening... Uh, we're going to be uh, we have Dirt Griggity uh, making his uh, primetime gaming appearance as a guest. Uh, and uh, we are going to be talking specifically about uh, Phil Spencer's big plan and what has been revealed so far in 2022. 
And the uh, first topic of the show, though, uh, is going to be the WB uh, conundrum, because there are a lot of people thinking that that is Microsoft's next big move. Uh, obviously, if you've been keeping your ear to the news about what the new leadership at WB is doing, they are looking to make deals. They are looking to pawn off things. They have no problem canceling uh, movies that have been made. So it is a possibility. But that, that will be a conversation we're going to have tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time for the new episode of Primetime Gaming. But uh, I, I think what you're saying, it makes a lot of sense, Daniel. Mav, let's bring you in on the conversation. Um, what are your thoughts on the necessity of Xbox having a presence at this Disney uh, uh, event happening September 9th? Do you think we finally see Microsoft jump into the water and get their own Marvel superhero game? Man, I hope so. I mean, we also got to remember there was some rumors about Roundhouse Studio. I think Skolzy had originally kind of hinted at that. Yes. Could potentially be working on a, a Marvel IP. And we know that Bethesda, Zinemax, before they were acquired, had already done that deal for Indiana Jones as well. So they could have done a multi-game deal with Disney, uh, Lucasfilm, maybe Mar- Marvel, uh, uh, Lucas, and then also maybe Marvel as well so maybe there's already a relationship they're brewing they're handing out these ips like candy right now you got every publisher out there making marvel games right now you got lots of them making star wars games as well um and then even you saw the indiana jones thing and also you saw if you see the teaser trailer they had on twitter they had alien there as well and some other really cool stuff so this is going to be a cool show i am extremely excited for it i've made a video uh yesterday uh, once that announcement was made, because I'm like super pumped for this, dude, because it's like up my alley. If you combine gaming and you combine some of my favorite IPs, period, I get ultra excited. Now, Xbox has missed the boat on superhero games, right? I This whole craze of superheroes has been going on now for uh, what? Since, since Iron Man came out now, yep. you know, uh, as, or even before that, really. And uh, we've seen what it's done for Sony with with their exclusives and uh, that's really most of what we know is coming for them right now after god of war ragnarok the most big two exciting games that they have is spider-man 2 and wolverine and that's what everybody's talking about right so i think it would be make sense for xbox to get into this now if i kind of tie it back right so i got some quotes to read and also um i remember when originally when the wolverine game was rumored there was a leak from like a, a i don't remember who it was but it was on reddit one of those random ones but that leaker had leaked the wolverine game before the announcement and nobody knew about that game right and at the time that leaker also had talked about this marvel project with amy hennig and skydance new media and he had connected it to xbox and also said it was potentially a daredevil game right now so i'm trying to put together the clues and all this stuff now that at the time held a lot of weight for me because of the wolverine uh, tie in like hey, they knew that and they got some other things right as well then maybe it added some weight to daredevil so you know we're doing some looking and stuff and the thing that throws me off now is it says at this event there's going to be a sneak peek at an upcoming marvel ensemble game they use the word marvel ensemble that's coming from disney yeah right from the official mm-hmm. announcement Yes. So whatever this is, is a Marvel ensemble game. That's not a rumor. It's not speculation or anything. That's coming from their mouth themselves, mm-hmm. right? So there's going to be multiple characters in it. And so I go and look at, try and connect the dots, okay? Like, what has Skydance New Media actually posted on their website? 
right about this project and about the kinds of games that they're making okay and can it relate to xbox so this is what skydance new media is and this is amy hennig's very uh big with writing right she's a storyteller she likes to is very big and uh, creative right she's not just one of these like executive type people she's she's a true creative writer a passion for that stuff and she's done amazing work in the past so uh, the Skydance Media on the site says, by challenging established design dogma and exploring new genres, mechanics, and means of player input, we believe we'll see an explosion of creative interactive experiences that are inviting and appealing to everyone. Expanding our audience by an order of magnitude. Now, who does that sound like Xbox? Does that sound like Xbox's vision right now? That go does sound a lot like I mean, Mav, you're completely knocking this out of the park, as okay. always. Now I'll go on. To create this all-new interactive experience, Skydance New Media has assembled and accomplished. Now, this is regarding the Marvel game, okay? Uh, this was actually in, on their website in the Marvel game category. With the, it has not been revealed yet, but this was when they announced the project. To create this all-new interactive experience, Skydance New Media has assembled an accomplished crew of developers with decades of AAA experience in action and adventure gaming, as well as a diverse team of creative consultants from the worlds of film, television, and comics. The Skydance New Media team is laser-focused on creating high-fidelity, richly interactive experiences for, for uh, crafted for traditional gaming platforms, as well as emerging streaming services, and designed to be appealing, inviting, and accessible to a global audience. Right? Mm. Emerging streaming services. I there's Stadia is not really emerging right now. I mean, Luna is no. kind of doing okay right now. You know what I mean? But what do you put on there when you say traditional gaming platforms as well as emerging streaming services? Now, this is also related specifically to that Marvel ensemble game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we get the announcement that the sneak peek is going to come up from the uh, from that game, um, and also this is pretty interesting about a little hint about the kinds of projects that they want to make. It says we are joining forces with the best IP partners in the world to create story driven action adventure experiences with the focus on mystery, exploration, discovery, and adrenaline pumping spectacle. So we try and look at this and say like what IPs out there could delve with with the mystery type thing and interactive storytelling and all these, all these things like that. Right. I'm looking at, that Daredevil universe makes a lot of sense, right? You it got does. the lawyers, you know, you got Jessica Jones, detective mm-hmm. type stuff going on as well, right? You can have a really ground level uh, aspect to it. I was talking to Jasper about this and Pong as well, because uh, we've been really looking forward to whatever this game is going to get announced. And yeah. um, it, it just kind of makes sense. If you could do like the Defenders, right? Yep. To, to do the Defenders, you can put it put it in there. I, I'm thinking like, imagine like L.A. Noir type like uh like detective work, you got the mysteries going on, you're trying to solve puzzles, and you also have your action adventure stuff. And they also talk a lot about Skydance New Media about really thrilling action, right? So you got to combine something. Now, you also look at this. What kind of games has Amy Hennig made in the past? And this was thanks to Jasper again for putting this in my head. She made like an action adventure games like Uncharted and all those kind of things, more ground, more grounded type experiences, a little crazy at times. But um, I think that whole Daredevil universe really fits into there and i think disney also is looking to expand that and make it bigger because they are putting a lot of effort into that on um disney plus right now with a lot of their projects upcoming so for me it it makes sense if i if i just try and connect the dots i would say 
Devil, Devil Universe, maybe the Defenders. Pong put out there Marvel Knights, which would be absolutely sick as well, which has Black Panther in it um, also. And uh, then you got the mystery aspect and everything. I, I think uh, the whole stream, emerging streaming services there kind of connects it potentially to Xbox. Yep. Uh, and then you combine those rumors in the past, Daredevil and, and Xbox from the leaker that leaked uh, Wolverine. I don't know, man. I hope so. It sounds awesome. That's what I. That's what I want. That. that but this is going to be an amazing announcement. Anyway, we're getting a brand new, big time AAA Marvel ensemble game. Regardless yeah. of where it shows up, I'm pumped and I'll be there for it. Yeah. No. Absolutely. You know. Again, I'm going to play it no matter where it goes. But like yeah. I said, I, I think that there is something to be said about allowing your competition to rule the roost, so yeah. to speak. Uh, now, look. Obviously. Microsoft finds themselves in a, a, a very, very good way with first-person shooters, what they currently have. Now, when you add Call of Duty to it, well, I mean, there you go. The king of shooters is now first party. Uh, you know, they, they, they have wrapped up what, what appears the Western RPG front. Uh, they're making current deals right now to uh, get more Japanese RPGs, JRPGs as they're known. Um, but... Listen, keeping on topic, uh, Umbra, let's bring you in on the conversation. I mean, everyone so far has knocked it out of the park, specifically Mav, with this incredible information and quotes come the way of uh, both Skydance and Marvel. Um, for, in your opinion, is is it time for, uh, for for Microsoft to get off the bench, so to speak, and be a part of the conversation when you talk about great superhero content for a service that has a genre, several genres that are missing from that conversation. It's long been a time for that. I mean, we've talked about this before. I mean, and I don't get tired of talking about it because I love comics and I love, you know, these types of games. So I don't know. I never get tired of speculation because it's fun. Right, Matt? Okay, I'm sorry. Anyway, oh, I, uh, I see what you did there. I like it. I like it. No, but seriously, I mean, yeah. The, the thing is, Microsoft uh, Xbox definitely deserves, and we deserve as Xbox gamers. And uh, I'm glad not you put it like that. that. That's yeah. a great. That's a great way to put it. Yes, we deserve it, and yep. and it's been something we've been calling for for a long time. I've been calling for Microsoft to do this since the 360 days. Yeah, you know, I talk about mm-hmm. that often, and I've been saying, man, it'd be nice if they would have got the X Men or something like that. I've been saying that for a long time. The X Men, or then they had that Punisher game come out. I remember, I was like, oh man, well, what about Blade or you know anything. All of these games that it seems like Xbox just misses the boat for. And, and it's unfortunate to me because it's like, to me and to us, it seems so common sense. And then we hear about the situation where they had the chance to get the Marvel license for like Spider-Man and make the games and things like that. And they passed on it. And it's just like, it's a space palm worthy. Uh, yeah. Just just to add to what Mav was saying, though, as far as Amy, Amy uh, is a Henning, Hemming. Hennig. 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 When uh, her pedigree is set in stone, but as yes. far as what they could be working on, my guess would be three different things. It would be the Fantastic Four, oh my the X Men. Yep, the X Men and the Fantastic Four have a movie coming out as they've shown in, uh, I think, in uh, the sixth version of uh, the phase of Marvel. Yeah, phase six. Yep. yep, 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 yep. So that's very likely it could be them. Uh, you have X Men, obviously, and you have X Factor. Now, how how 
poetic is that to fit in with the, the name of the show here? You have the X Factor <laughs> with, uh, you know, with the smart guy and and uh, what is his name? The man, multiple man. And oh, yes. I say that because Mav pointed out about the detective work and the X Factor under David, Dave, Peter David's run. It was kind of had a detective kind of, you know, detective noir kind of thing going for it. I don't know if you all have ever read those books, but they had a very detective, you know, noir kind of setting for that. So maybe it could be X Factor. I mean, it's still X-Men related, too. So it could be the case. Uh, As far as it goes for Microsoft, I just don't know if they I feel like we deserve it. And I feel like it, it makes so much sense to do it. It just seems like. It, it, it falls into what we were talking about the last time, but when we were talking about how it makes so much sense for them to use these IP they have to to bring back Conquer, to to use Toys for Bob to to make a new Conquer, to make a new um, Banjo Kazooie, things of that nature. For us, it seems like common sense, but for Microsoft, it seems like they missed the boat when it comes to these things. So, as much as I would love for this to be the case. I just don't know if Microsoft would want to do it because, you know, they're they're trying to get away from licensing and stuff like that. So that's the problem that we seem to have. And that's why we want them so badly to just buy WB and the licenses as a whole. So there won't be an issue for them. But uh, I don't know. I I feel like I think I'm pretty sure this is the thing. I know Phil, Phil, Phil Spencer and team have heard us complaining about this and wanting this and demanding our own superhero game. Mm-hmm. So who's to say that they're not doing that? It's possible. Yeah, again, that's where that's where this this uh, the mystery of the September 9th event really has me excited, along with Daniel, Mav, and obviously Boxenberger, because we don't know what's going to be hidden behind curtain number one, and it could very well be what we've all been waiting for and, and, and you know something again if, if that if that in fact happens umbra it is going to really uh tell people that yeah phil and them team they, they are listening yeah yeah and that's the thing uh and i think phil has shown that he has a you know and the team has shown they have a capacity to actually pay attention to what we're talking about and i think they the the uh, xbox division has improved because of that uh, in a lot of ways. So maybe it's the case that they actually are listening to us and that they will do that. Who knows? Uh, I guess we'll find out soon enough. Right. But, um, yeah, let's, let's hope for the best on that. I just feel like with, with Xbox, it just sometimes it feels like it's the obvious thing to do, but it's the obvious thing that they won't do. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, no, no. It, it, it makes, makes perfect sense. Uh, listen, folks, before we get into topic number three, and this is one of the big ones for the show, uh, Jesse DiBarrios drops a very generous additional $5 super chat and says, would it be possible to, to give maybe a Obsidian a Marvel IP for Xbox? Obsidian is, they're working. That, that, that's, they're like the Insomniac games of Xbox. They have a lot of projects in the works. Uh, I think before that they would do it, before that they were tasked to do a Marvel game, I would love to see them return to Fallout and give us a Fallout New Vegas 2. I know that's been rumored for quite some time. Uh, in my opinion, the best Fallout of the bunch. We also have a $10 super chat coming in from Brett Bingham. Thanks so much for the generosity, Brett. Nice to see you here in the chat. He says this after dropping a $10 super chat. Would love to see a Marvel RPG game where you can create your own character hero or villain based on other established Marvel characters and fight other characters in the story, hero or villain. 
that sounds very interesting. I kind of like that, you know, build your own hero and somehow be in uh, entrenched with both uh, current heroes and villains from Marvel. That that definitely sounds dope for sure. But I definitely want to get on to one of the big topics of the show. Now, folks, look, Idle Sloth, who uh, is a friend of this program and a friend of this community, uh, I call him the internet uh, sleuth when it comes to video game news. He posted something. Uh, and obviously, uh, he, you know, he constantly uh, retweets and puts out there what Clobriel has to say. And if you don't know who Clobriel is, he is, well, I consider him to be an Xbox insider. He's definitely someone that is pro Xbox. He's someone that uh, brings a lot of conversation to the brand, uh, positive conversation to the brand. And uh, uh, Idlesworth posted something uh, that he posted. And, and this is what Clobriel had to say. And, th- and this, this is where this topic uh, originates from. Clobriel put this on, on, and this wasn't on Twitter. This was actually on Reddit, uh, where he's, uh, where I believe, you know, he's, he's uh, where he posts a lot of his big topics. He says, I'm kind of late to the party, but damn, multiverses is legit. The coll- uh, these collections of interesting IP characters work so well in a polished game. Xbox should create such an experiences as well with iconic stuff that they own. A polished Xbox kart racer is guaranteed a number one Game Pass chart hit, honestly. People just love these kind of mashups, see Fortnite, etc. Now, as much credit as I give uh, Clobriel for posting that, I, I, I got I got to get out in front of this and say, if you've been following my channel for a while, you'll know that I have been banging this drum for years. And this goes all the way back to when the Xbox Factor podcast only had two hosts. And that was when I was uh, uh, partnered up with the Welsh Gamer. Uh, he was obviously the first uh, voice outside of mine for the Xbox Factor podcast when we launched it about four years ago. And since then, at least once, sometimes twice a year, I constantly bring it up. And as you can see by the thumbnail, which I put together myself, and I think it's probably one of the best ones I've done in a while, I have to say, folks, that, look, Microsoft has a service that is trying to reach millions upon millions of people. And so far, they're doing a really good job in doing so. But the issue at hand and what continues to, I I guess be absent from the Game Pass conversation are fighters or let's just say family games. It's, It's hard for me to believe that when you have a roster... Without, I mean, we're not even talking about what's going to come the way of the call of uh, the Activision Blizzard King. Let's leave that off the table because that deal isn't done yet. Let's just look at the 23 studios that Microsoft has. You mean to tell me, and, and again, please, I'm, I, I'm not beating down on Xbox. I, I'm asking a legit, legitimate question. Multiverses is in beta. It had over 10 million players, which it could be 15 at this point. I don't know. I tell you what I did the other day. I cashed in some Microsoft rewards, and you know what I bought? I bought the $99 Founders Pack, the pack that's a hundred bucks. I bought it because I love Smash Brothers, even though I suck the high heaven of it. <laughs> okay, um, and I get schooled by my nephew Tyler, who's 13 years old, and he beats the balls out of his uncle, and he loves it, and that's fine, right? But the truth of the matter is, is that when you look at what WB has. 
It's not really too different than what Microsoft currently owns. There's going to be a part. I mean, they, the, the, the two newest characters that they announced just this weekend is um, Shazam's arch nemesis, Black Adam, which they have a movie coming out that makes sense. But they, um, the, the bad guy from the Gremlins, I can't remember. What, what is his name? Oh, my That's God. Stripe. Stripe. Stripe, yeah. yes, yes. He, he's a cat. I mean, come on, man. You're playing a game that has Batman, Superhero, Wonder Woman, but you also have all of these other wacky characters, Scooby-Doo, you have Velma, you have uh, Shaggy, now you have Black Adam, now you have Stripe. I mean, the, 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 the possibilities, I mean, there's going to be a point, you know they're going to bring Scorpion into the conversation. Get He's going to be a character. Yeah. You're so much better than me, by the way, because when you said the name of the Grimms, I'm going to be like, the Gremlin? <laughs> I was just going to say the Gremlin because I'm like, I didn't know it had a name. Right. They all do, actually. Yeah, they actually all do. But but the oh. truth of the matter is, is that he posted this, and I thought it was worthy of a conversation, worthy of a topic that I think a lot of people are going to dig. And uh, listen, folks, we are sitting at 400-plus people here. I want to thank everybody that is tuned in. If you are new to the, uh, to, to the channel, please consider uh, uh, subscribing. Obviously, it is... Uh, um, a channel that does a lot of live content. Uh, we are, uh, my wife and I are the only ones that produce the content. And uh, four live shows a week, uh, hard, hard to match. Um, but we do keep it uh, a multi, like I said, I have two Xbox shows, two multi-plat shows. And we don't use hate or, you know, trickery to get you into the, into the channel. You come in, I guarantee if you're listening, you're going to be satisfied with it. But um, I want to bring Umber back into this. Umber, you're a you're a big comic book fan, obviously, because you named names when it comes to certain runs within Marvel, and that's a and that that's a classic one that you talked about. Um, look, Mar Microsoft currently is sitting upon a plethora of IPs that go that not only go that are decades old, but have that still have incredible relevance to the conversation. And when you and when you and if you want to be simplistic, and you want to just talk about the big wigs, you know you have Master Chief, you have Doom Guy, you have the Power Armor Guy, whoever's in the suit for Fallout seventy six, you have Joanna Dark, you have I mean the, the list just goes on and on and on. I mean they can do some deep cuts. You can add Conquer, Cameo, uh, Banjo Kazooie. I mean it's just it's astounding how many characters they have. Um, at their disposal. And the fact that you are sitting on two of the greatest racing developers of all time in Playground Games and Turn 10 Studios, how we don't have a kart racer is bonkers. It, it literally is just bonkers to me. And when you look at, like, let, let's talk about fighters. If you don't want to create a Smash Brothers type game because you don't want to, you know, copy or bite off the other guy, which if you've played multiverses, it's literally, it's literally Smash Brothers Ultimate with with, with different skins. That's that's basically what it is. They could turn around and bring in from the jump start guest characters like Doom Guy, like Master Chief for Killer Instinct 2. Like these are the Killer Instinct 2 and their own kart racer. Why they don't exist today with the amount of talent and that they have at their disposal is still again it's it, it to me it's it's a bit of a fail and i don't know when we're going to get this announcement how that's going to happen when that's going to happen but it needs to happen 
Umber, what are your thoughts on, on, on them using the characters, the iconic characters that they have at their disposal to make one or both of these games? It, it should. It's, it seems like, again, like common sense. And that goes back to my problem with Microsoft. The common sense things to do, it seems like, for us at least as gamers, it just seems like it's missed by them. It's like, ah, we'll give you, you know, Sea of Thieves season eight or something instead or yeah. something. I don't mm -hmm. know. I, I don't want to try to put down, season, you know, Sea of Thieves. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying it seems like the common sense things to us and that, the you know, the new it kind of game, Microsoft, I don't know. It seems like they don't they don't hit and land properly when it comes to that. It's, just, it's a shame, really. But, I mean, the thing is, is some of these things have to take time, unfortunately. Uh, and it's something that we've probably grown too accustomed to on the Xbox side of things. But they have to get these studios acquired first before they can make a lot of these moves. And that's just a fact of it. So the toys for Bob and such, who could make something like that? Or, you know, um, even Playground doing what they're doing now. So they already have their hands full with Forza and, of course, you know, now Fable. So I don't know how much time they could devote to trying to do that and a kart racer right now. But if anybody I would put in control of a kart racer, it absolutely would be Playground. And you're right, Boom, they have so many IP, so much IP that they could use at, that, they, that, they, that are just kind of sitting there to the wayside. From Banjo to Conquer to Crash, once this deal is complete, to Spyro, to the Killer Master Instinct. Chief, to Killer Instinct, to all these different things. And, and uh, characters and such so they have they have tons of characters they can use i, I can absolutely see it being big uh brought to game pass uh, there's no question in my mind i think uh it would do exceptionally well actually especially especially now. in a service now yeah. real quick just to add to your point uh this is a great point D uh, jdb sw67 in the chat uh, first of all, brother, I've never seen your name. If I miss it, I apologize. If you're new, welcome. He says this. Once the Activision acquisition goes through, they can revamp Crash Nitro Racing. And that is a fantastic point. All you he, have he to stole do my whole point. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> they got Beanox in the bank. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but please, please, great point. Please continue on, bro. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the thing. And I was going to steal that answer too, Daniel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, once they get B Knox, and that's what I'm saying. Like some of these things have to take time. And once the because once they get the Activision deal situated, they'll have all these extra studios. And of course, granted that they're not working to support studios on Call of Duty still, but you know, Microsoft wisely separates them at least, you know, and on that bi yearly schedule they're going to have for Call of Duty going forward. Uh, it, to me, it seems like a no-brainer to do it. Um, absolutely, B Knox could be the one to do it. Hey, I, I say again, Toys for Bob could absolutely do it. I, I think they could be one of the ones that do it. I know that name get gets tossed around a lot, but I think they are a capable studio, and I don't think making a a, a, po a capable kart racer is something out of their wheelhouse. I think they can absolutely do that. Uh, as far as a fighter, though, uh, the, the thing about, I think, with multiverses is so much comes together with that because there's so many iconic characters there from bugs bunny to like you say a scooby-doo tom to, and jerry to tom it's, and jerry it's crazy it's, it absolutely is to superman and everybody else is it's, those are major big time world known characters so it's a little different for that reason for them and of course it is multi-plat 
So I can see why they got so many people to play. And it's free to play. And it's free to play too. But if Microsoft did that and, you know, put their game into a game pass and use the iconic characters they have, it might not do as great uh, initially as a multiverses, but I can see it reaching 10 million and such and people played and things like that over time. If they put quality developer on it and an actual budget, you know, if they actually did that, I could see it being something really nice for them. You know what's interesting? Look what's on your screen. Forza Horizon 5, right? Mav, I'm going to go to you on this. Um, Forza Horizon 5, which is considered, you know, racing is is considered a niche genre, right? It's niche. Um, But one of the things that jumps off the page anytime you talk about a kart racer, I mean, obviously, you know, there's, I mean, if you want to go all the way back, Diddy Kong Racing on the 64, classic. Right, classic rare at their absolute finest. Uh, you know, you go back to um, we've seen we've seen Garfield racing for crying out loud. But everyone goes right back to cry, Crash Racing because Crash Racing is absolutely fantastic. Um, they have a blueprint; it works. They remade it. Uh, it sold like gangbusters. Um, this is this is a golden opportunity for Microsoft specifically to really bring some because again and i and i i know that a lot of people like their do their bro do bro shooters and they like their you know open world rpgs with their you know big lands and monsters that can't conquer i i i get all of that i totally do but as someone that grew up on platformers this is the one thing that one of the many things that are lacking inside of xbox game pass and i think that if you can bring um a racer or a fighter, a character-based fighter. Because look how well Killer Instinct did with their characters. I mean, they had the Battletoads in there. They had uh, the end boss from Gears 1 in there. Arbiter. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, they, they had a ton of guest characters that a lot of people were digging. I think there's an opportunity here. Uh, and again, we don't know what's going to happen with the fighter. We don't know what's going to happen with the racer. But do you want to see that type of game come to the service that is clearly lacking as we speak oh absolutely i mean we've been talking i feel like once uh, every six months we have a, a topic like this boom or over, over here because like it is just like overdue and we keep talking about it because we need that on the platform right it's just it makes sense i mean we I, I understand people out there you don't need everything you don't need but like you got to celebrate the brand a little bit with some things you know what i mean as a whole and like with Nintendo, they got Smash, right? PlayStation's even dabbled with this with their, uh, they had an All Star. They had the fighting all the PlayStation fighting All Stars, you know, which is pretty dope, by the uh, way. But I would also add that PlayStation could you could criticize them of not doing a, enough of this kind of stuff as well right now. You know what I mean? Um, I think there should be more of that, and Nintendo is the best at it. They, they just sell their brands like nothing else you know and that's one of the reasons why their platform is so successful and i think xbox could really do that with some high quality games when you mentioned like the racing genre is kind of niche now i think that's more of a symptom of not as many great racing games this last generation right um we've had forza's standing on its own there's really not been much competition from anything in this last generation right but before that you really think about racing is one of the biggest genres out there you know you had the midnight club the need, need for speed was like releasing every single year and got tons of sales and you know you always have had your mario kart and 
We've had lots of different other great games. There were so many ga- uh, racing games on the 360 that people loved. Um, but last generation, there's a lot of genres that just kind of like fell off. Fighting games, racing games become more niche because they stopped getting as bigger budgets from publishers. And you had a, just a few that were up there holding up the entire genre, like Mortal Kombat and Injustice. That whole, another realm pretty much was held together the fighting genre last generation, right? Yep. Um, for... Uh, Turn 10 and Playground pretty much held up the racing genre last generation, right? So this generation, I see that completely changing. I see more investment from lots of different publishers with all these different kinds of games. Now you have more investment into racing games. You have more investment into fighting games. You have more investment into all these different genres to help try and prop them back up to as classic big time genres that they were back in the day. And I feel like the audiences have gotten smaller because the budgets and the attention to them has gotten smaller. And they used to just try and pump these games out for quick, uh, quick cash grabs and stuff. And they lost their quality. And then when doing so, you lose the fan base. Right. So I think there's a market there. I think there's a huge opportunity, especially on Xbox with with Game Pass. If you release a kart racer, uh, it's going to do wonders, man. And they have, like you said, the character stable is gigantic. It's only going to get better once the Activision Blizzard deal is done. And if you really want to um, go into it further, like we were talking about, Beanox is the ones I think we should just, at this point, it's been so long. Hopefully Beanox already is working on something like like this in the background, and they can just kind of add the Xbox flavor to it once the acquisition is done. But uh, Beanox would be the number one choice because they already are proven to be able to produce a high quality game in that category. And I don't necessarily want it to just be an expansion for like a, a Forza horizon because I want enough people to get eyes on it. So it needs to be a standalone, but then I don't want really playground taking on another standalone project and they got fable and, and then I want yeah, them to keep working on sense. horizon turn 10, you know, do your, uh, keep working on those amazing engines and, keep making those amazing racing sims. And we know that the next Forza Motorsport is going to be absolutely insane. So you need a team for me. That's like. A Sobo does good and- racers. You know, they know, they know how to make a racing game. You know, you can task a Sobo, you can team them up. You can attack a Sobo with anything. They can do yeah. pretty much anything. And they can make a flight sim. They can make a game like Plague Tale. You know, I mean, they've done uh freaking, I think I was playing, uh, jeopardy or something on xbox and it was like oh this is actually a really well made like a board game who made it oh a sobo wow <laughs> like who knew right um yeah, a sobo is great man but i so you could go to a third party like that but then at the same time you don't necessarily always have control over when you can do your next game right and that's right. one thing that's gotten xbox into trouble in the past that's why we don't have a killer instinct because they didn't own the studios that made those right um yep. the iron galaxy is now making that uh brawler battle royale game that's i don't know if many people are even excited for that thing it um, looks interesting but i think it's gonna die on the vine there's just too many free to play yeah. stuff games out there that's yeah, yeah and they could be making the next killer instinct but guess what like, you know that microsoft didn't own them so they took whatever deal to make the next big thing you know so i uh, i think owning the studios that are behind your first party franchises is very important is to make sure that you can keep these games churning and keep the next one going. And Microsoft really bit themselves in the, in in the ass last generation and 
was just relying on so much third party development that that's why we're in the situation where we don't have much games right now because they've had to acquire all the studios to get these games started started in the works and the pipeline so um but at once the activision blizzard deal is done you're acquiring a lot of studios that have a lot of experience with a bunch of different genres that the current first party stable of xbox does not have right and a lot of these are more for that casual audience right and so I think that's going to be a good fit and that will help with these situations fighting game though. They still need to figure that out yeah. because they don't Activision Blizzard does not check that box, right? No, no. So you know, you know who checks that box? Somebody. Nether Realm. Nether Realm Studio checks that box. It does. Uh, Ed Boone so. has talked about killer instinct more times than I can have fingers to count. And uh, you know, again, we, you know, we, we, we've heard, and I don't know if things have changed since, uh, since this new, uh, you know, leadership reconstruction for WB, but apparently they're one of the studios that uh, that, that that along with uh, uh, TT Games and uh, Rocksteady are on the table to be sold. If Microsoft gets this deal done today or soon uh, with the with the Activision at uh, the ABK deal, they need to look into that for sure. Uh, real quick, yeah. before I bring in uh, uh, Daniel on this conversation. I do want to bring up a a, a quote from uh, Jarrett Bishop in the chat. He says this, as much as I like these discussions, I think people miss out on a huge point. Just assigning studios to make games is not going to guarantee success, especially these established studios need to pick. And that's a great point. And Daniel, I I have, I have an idea. I don't know if anyone from Microsoft is listening. I know that Xbox and a few people from Redmond do listen to the show. Uh, and this is an idea that I don't need the credit for. I need you just to pass it along to Papa Phil. Um, you know, uh, Microsoft or Xbox is a very big comp- is a very big division of Microsoft. Um, and uh, to get people's interest in making a game or building a new studio, all they have to do is drop, uh, you know, uh, an email, uh, you know, a, co- a company-wide email. Hey, listen, we're looking to create a new racing kart racer similar to Mario Kart with Xbox characters. You have experience in that, in that, in that field and you want to join the new studio we're building, you know, send us in, send us in your application. And I think, and I think that could, that's, that, that could generate a lot of buzz with, you know, within the company, you know, and, and you can get people to be interviewed that, you know, this is, this is where you find your studio director. Oh yeah. I, I, I worked on project Gotham when we were, you know, it was on the, when it was a thing on the old GX box, uh, you know, and, and I'd love to get back into racing. And yeah, I love Mario Kart. I'd love to be a part of it. That's how you handle this. You, Cause we know Microsoft is going to say, Hey studio over there. Guess what? You're making a kart racer or you're fired. They're not going to do that. Yeah. That's so, what they did in the past. Yeah. Which they have done in the past. So Daniel, what, what are your thoughts on Microsoft being a part of the conversation uh, we're adding a fa- you know family games to Game Pass, which is something that they want to do. Uh, they just introduced the family plan, which is obviously going to introduce children, there's some people's children, to the service. They don't. They really don't have a lot of kid games in here. They have a few, and look, look what look what happened when Peppa Pig, which by the way I got one thousand out of thousand, and I, I did that with my nephew. I, I just want to point that out. A real gamer, a true yeah. gamer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, this is this is this is a conversation, though. Peppa Pig was trending for for days, dude. Peppa Pig on Xbox Game Pass. It trended for days. Could you imagine if Microsoft is able to bring a character racer 
where in this game you're racing on a halo ring you're racing through the volcanic levels of uh, of gears mm-hmm. you know you're racing on one of the um the the hot wheels tracks from forza uh, horizon five you know pick pick you're run you're running you're, you're racing through fallout you're racing through um elder scrolls i mean it's limitless what they could do yeah so uh, as far as like the children's games go right or the rated e games or whatever you want to call it uh microsoft has all of the pieces they just need to put it together right yeah. uh and you know, Phil Spencer, if you're if you're watching this, uh, you're out, you're walking the dogs, you're you're driving to work, you're flying to a studio visit, you're a busy man. I don't know what you do. I've never been that busy or that important. Uh, first of all, I want to apologize for Umbra. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Sea of Thieves is amazing. I just hit Pirate Legend. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second of all, all right, so the teams that they've got, right? They've got Beanox who made the, the nitro refueled or, or whatever the, the newer version. Indeed. Of it, yeah. Right? If, if, as soon as that deal goes through, you just throw all of the IP at them and you're like, Hey, do you want to make another one of those? Cause chances are that they do. Cause I think they got folded into call of duty and I'm sure they didn't want to do that. Right. So I would just like, Hey, make another one of those, but also like, here's master chief. Here's, here's Marcus Phoenix. Here's all this other stuff. Right. Throw, Jaina Proudmore from WoW in there, just like get it done, right? And then I think that to to solve the the other part of the problem is you just you just staff up Toys for Bob. I think they have one team right now. I think you staff them up to to two teams, maybe even three. And then every every other year, maybe they're they're able to put out, you know, here's the next Conquer game, here's the next Banjo game, here's the next this, right? And just like get that on rotation because children's games are extremely important to a subscription service like this. I mean, you look at hundred percent. I mean, you you look at the successful television streaming services like Netflix or or Disney plus now. And yes, they have adult content, you know, like stranger things, pretty much everything in the MCU. Right. And, And those are the things that are bringing in probably maybe the biggest chunk of stuff, but you also have to have, you know, the, I am Groot miniseries. You have to have the camp Cretaceous Jurassic park show, right? Like you have to balance that out. And, and, you know, I think that that's a thing that a lot of uh, like, hardcore quote-unquote gamers need to come to terms with is like hey not everything is for you like they're trying to appeal to i mean they're trying to hit i think he said like billions of people they're probably yeah not phil, phil number, spencer said get... it he they, they, that his quote when he was being interviewed when they were talking about what is what what is the the ideology behind xbox game pass he said he wanted to reach three billion gamers and at, at that time like i said you know the, the social media being what it is and the you know the the the, the this uh, you know the, the the gaming channels and of course uh, the, the publications like IGN and like Kotaku and everyone else, they clowned on him for this. They, mm-hmm. they, they, it, was, it, was a, it was a meme, right? Oh, Phil Spencer is going to 3 million. They can't sell their own Xbox. <laughs> and now look where we are. They're, 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 they position themselves to hit that, that, that number. Yeah. And honestly, I would even say, and this might be a, a controversial take because I don't like these kind of games. Uh, I think I missed the boat on it. But I think children's games are potentially the number one way of building your brand at this point. I mean, look at Nintendo. They almost exclusively make games that are very clearly geared towards children. I know that a lot of adults play them probably because they play them as children. Um, Going to have look Nintendo like fanboys coming at you soon, Danny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but like <laughs> Nintendo is the most successful video game company on the planet by, by console sales, right? They're doing amazing. Like they're killing it, right? And they're doing it off the back of, you know, building up this nostalgia in children and then having those children 
continue to play it and introduce it to their to their kids, right? Xbox now has a, a library of of children's IPs that they could very easily make very pop. I mean, they're not going to get as popular as Mario or Pokemon. That's just not going to happen. But like the, that could really help in that department, right? So I think that they've got everything that they need. And I would say, because we were talking earlier, or Boom specifically, you were talking earlier about how a lot of people are pushing for the WB acquisition. I'm one of those people. Um, because there's a lot to be said about getting that. Are yeah. like long lost twins or something, or like we share a brain cell. But he has been buying like all of my favorite things, right? Double Fine, Obsidian, Ninja Theory, Bethesda, Blizzard. Like it's like he's reading my Christmas list. <laughs> and the last thing on that Christmas list is like Bioware, which you're probably not going to get because it's in EA. And then, uh, and then WB because like my entire childhood was WB shows. I grew up watching Saturday morning cartoons on the CW, watching Batman animated series you know, watching Cartoon Network, stuff like Codename Kids Next Door, all that stuff, right? You, They buy that, they get multiverses. If, if, if Multiverses is already not necessarily branded specifically as a WB thing. So if they became part of the family, or even if there was just a really tight partnership between Dude, two of them, that is effing in genius, the Halo you just said. Right? Just fold in all of the, the... Here's multiverses, and also now here's Master Chief. Here's... Holy crap. All from WoW. Here's I didn't even think about that, Price. dude. Oh my like, God, that is just... Just get in there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Well, I mean, listen, uh, it, 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 you're onto something. And uh, like I said, I, I don't know if the WB thing is going to happen, but they, they're, they're, on rocky, they're, on, they're on rocky waters. Mm-hmm. They have been for quite some time. New management is firing people and cutting ties with long-term... Uh, problems um, and you know when you start to see and again this is this is just me being you know looking at the big picture here folks when you start to see a company trimming the fat so to speak selling things getting rid of studios firing people that have been troublesome they're pretty prettying themselves up for a potential acquisition now we did see square enix do that right they got rid of crystal d they got rid of Idios uh, 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 Montreal. They just got, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're kind of tightening the belt on what, you know, what games are going to make. Kind of sounds like Sony's going to be buying them. That we've, we've, we've known that for quite some time. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's just, uh, Daniel, I, I, I mean, really, that that's just the, the quote of the show, to be honest with you. I didn't even think about that. You take Is WB's that- very popular 10 million-plus players in beta, PS, by the way, mm-hmm. and you just fold in, Mike, uh, uh, you know, uh, my, uh, Microsoft or Xbox characters. And what's interesting with that is that you you leave it multi-plat and you introduce new characters on other platforms. Hey, who's this guy in the uh, in, in in the space armor? Well, that's Master Chief. Oh, and he's dope. Who, yeah. Who's this Marcus Phoenix guy? Wow, that guy is dope. Oh, he got a chainsaw gun. Okay, I'm in. You know, and and, and yeah. Yeah, and I think the partnership makes a lot of sense because, like, the number one thing that Xbox needs right now is more, like, recognizable IP, more yes. uh, pop culture things, right? And yeah. they know that, right? Like, they need to – they're trying to hit the, the biggest potential crowd that they can. Some of the biggest franchises in the world are owned by WB. They've got Batman. They've got Superman. They've got all of these things, right? That solves their problem. If they buy WB, they never have to buy anything else again. They probably still would, but they don't need to, right? Yeah. Whereas over on the WB side, it'd be good for them too because, like, clearly they need, A, 
some money bags to help protect them because they're not doing so hot right now. Yeah. And B, they clearly need a little bit of a shakeup, right? They need to be able to be able to take risks and not have to be afraid of the results of those risks, right? They need to change up how they're doing pretty much every level of their business. I mean, if you paid attention to all the things that came out, I think it was an earnings call or whatever, where they like canceled Batgirl and all this other stuff that like they probably shouldn't have done. Um, it, like they need a shakeup and I'm not talking about the like hierarchy of the DC universe is being changed. Like what Black Adam has been saying for seven years, 10 years, whatever it is <laughs> that the rock's been attached to that role. Like, it's just a partnership that makes so much sense to me that like I I'm probably too attached to it at this point, but I I, I just I need it to happen. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean, listen again, uh, to, tune in tomorrow evening because we're going to be talking about that specific subject. And I'm going to give you a pro proper shout out and mention that specific uh, quote regarding the the uh, multiverses. Uh, yeah, that's it. They, they get WB, they get multiverses and it's already established. And all they got to do is fold in Xbox characters. It's 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 genius. It is just genius. But Boxenberger, let's bring you back into the fold here. Uh, you obviously have two boys, mm. two beautiful boys, as a matter of fact, that are into pretty Thank much you. everything, right? So you as a pop, I would imagine that, I mean, the the honor, the, the, the love that I feel when I'm sitting on the couch with Tyler, who's my nephew, but we treat him like our son is just there's no words for the love and how important it is mm. to sit down with a younger generation and both play a game together it, it's 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 an incredible feeling so i can only imagine that as a dad that has got to be gratifying beyond words and xbox you know we know that that you play on everything else but you love xbox same as mo most of us here is Microsoft missing the key element of family titles? And could a kart racer or slash fighter bring in a new element of gamers to find the brand? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, like you said, the, the kid-friendly um, IP, the kid-friendly game is kind of missing in the portfolio. And a kart racer would be absolutely fantastic, like you said. It's fantastic to play with kids. I play Mario Kart religiously with my <laughs> kids. Uh, just bought actually the, you know, the the map expansion uh, pack for that. Um, we're having a blast with the new tracks. Um, and yeah, like uh, basically everyone said here on the panel, there are so many possibilities now for Xbox to make uh, such a such a kart racer. The IPs are there, the iconic characters are there. It all it it all would make sense. Uh, but I also agree absolutely one hundred with Infinite Umbra, um, who said, "Well, we we." It, it all makes sense to us. Uh, and we've been talking about this for years, like Mav said, like every three to six months, we talk about stuff like this or Killer Instinct and all these, or Banjo. How Boom, how many times have you My goodness. <laughs> if, I, if, I, banjo. if I had a quarter for every time I said Banjo-Kazooie, I'd be a million. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, for some reason, they are just sitting there and doing nothing with those IPs and, and these possibilities. But the thing is, um, and I think this is brings this, this whole thing around, Xbox has this hands-off mentality with the studios. They don't want to go in to, into a Binox and tell them, okay, you're going to make now a kart racer. 
Yeah, they just not, don't do that. Um, and unless one of the Xbox studios intrinsically comes to Microsoft and says, hey, we want to do a card racer, it's just not going to happen. And um, I feel like right now, these kind of studios uh, that Xbox has, maybe that changes with ABK, but as of right now, the 23 studios, there's just no studio that comes willingly, freely, and say, hey, that's our dream game. We want to do that. And unless this is not uh, going to happen, I don't think it's, Microsoft will do that. Um, unfortunately, because, yeah, the, like everyone said, that the potential is, is there. Um, now Microsoft just needs to do something with it. Yeah, yeah, they, they absolutely do. Um, I am. I, I just got a DM from a good friend of the show. He made his debut last uh, week on Primetime Gaming. Andre Doyle, a good friend of the program. I think he's listening right now. He actually just sent me a DM. And uh, I, I, I'm waiting for clarification to make sure that what I'm going to say is correct. And it's going to answer a lot of questions. Uh, Andre, if you're listening, check your DM. I just posed a question. Just clarify what you put in there, because if, if it's what I think it is, it's mind boggling. But we, we, we will wait. But as we wait for him, uh, I got to catch him. Some of the super chats that come the way of good friends of the program. Uh, Crazy Lou Gaming. Now, Crazy Lou was on last week's uh, primetime gaming. He jumped in on the back end. Crazy Lou, hopefully you're doing well. He, and, and look, I'm going to say this. He drops a $5 super chat. Thank you for the generosity. Thank you for the support. And more so, this guy's this guy is, uh, is amazing. He checked when, when my wife and I were struggling through co-op, uh, co-op, oh my God, through COVID. He checked on us every day, along with a lot of people in 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 in, uh, in the community checked on us. But he every day reached out. I mean, it's it's just it's crazy love that I I cannot thank. He says, um, "I want a Chuck Norris game. Make it happen." That makes you the coolest guy on today's show. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that right now because the Chuck Norris game would be dope. Um, Elementopo, good friend of the program, drops an additional wow ten dollars super chat and says, "Would you have MGSS make?" an all-in-one multiplayer game with a first-person mode, brawler mode, a la Smash, and racing flying mode, all characters included, all-in-one all, all or separate. I mean, if you wanted to put the, the, the industry on notice and you wanted to shake up the genre and put it on its head and you put both uh, first-person shooter modes <laughs> and driving modes into the same game, I don't know how who would produce that and I mean, where that would come from, but that's that's pretty crazy. Uh, I, I, li- I like what you're putting down. Um, for me personally, I'm a traditionalist when it comes to these games. Um, yes, of course, I want a traditional Banjo-Kazooie. That's, that's without doubt. Um, I also would love a straight-up kart racer, very similar to Mario Kart with, with Xbox characters. And, of course, I would love the traditional fighter. And it doesn't have to be like a Smash Brothers type of game. Actually, to be honest with you, when I first saw what WB was doing with multiverses, I was like, man, that's going to be, that's going to bomb. No one's going to play that game. It's a ripoff of, uh, of uh, Smash Brothers. And then I started playing. And I'm like, well, hold on a sec here, folks. They, they actually have something. And here we are. I said it live on the air, folks. I spent $100 on the Ultimate Pass. It, it, you get a lot with it. It gives you 30 uh, character unlock coins. I, I'm good for the next four season passes. So I'm, that's why I did it. But my Microsoft uh, reward points paid for mo- for half, at least half of it, which is which is pretty dope. Um, 
But I do want to move on to the final topic. And this this one, this one comes to weigh, ladies and gentlemen. Let me, let's, let me let me just pull this up over here. I found this one. Uh, this was pretty interesting. Tutti Fruity Gaming, and that's at Tutti Fruity Gaming. I don't know if he's a fan of the show, he's listening. Um, I do follow him. I believe he follows me. Let me just yeah, we do follow each other, so he might listen to the show. Uh, he put out a tweet that I thought was pretty interesting. And one that I kind of just want to get everyone's opinion. Uh, now, again, he. This, I'm going to read verbatim what he put. He's put hashtag Xbox Game Pass, hashtag gamers. PlayStation has already lost 2023. And he puts up a, a graphic that has Xbox plus Game Pass and what's coming out next year. Now, two of which that are on here are question marks. But everything else is confirmed. He has Starfield. He has Forza Motorsport. He has Redfall, Minecraft Legends, Wulong, uh, which is coming into Xbox Game Pass. That's by the makers of Ninja Gaiden, Stalker 2, Hollow Knight Silk Song, which is a multi-plat, but coming into Xbox Game Pass day and date, replaced uh, Arc 2, Diablo 4, again, multi-plat, but coming to Xbox Game Pass. And the two question marks, or the wild cards here, are Vowed and Hellblade 2, Senua's Saga. Now, I'm just going to say this. Uh, for the topic uh, on hand, if that turns out to be what their year looks like, yeah, they have beaten basically everybody. Uh, and, and, and I say that because we only know a couple of games coming out for Sony, one of which is Spider-Man 2. No slouch by any stretch of the truth. That's going to be a banger, uh, as the kids say. Um, but I'll start first with Boxenberger. Uh, listen, Boxenberger, this is a list put together by a, by a fan of Xbox. Uh, I thought it was a relevant conversation. Um, I, I mean, I do agree that if this is what we're getting in next year, and it's an onslaught of Xbox games, specifically in the first party um, um, aspect of the conversation, this is a monster year. This is a year that if Avowed, or, and it doesn't have to be both, if Avowed or, and or Hellblade are on the back end of the year for the mm. holidays... Holy shit, dude. Like, how does PlayStation or Nintendo even respond to that? Could this be the best year in Xbox gaming? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I just want to add one game that I uh, missed in this list because it's one of my most anticipated games, and that's Stalker 2. Um, so the list is even bigger. Um, and yeah, 2023, it sounds it sounds like an absolute ridiculous year. Uh, we've talked about this uh, last week on, on my podcast as well um, and put out the question, even if the game is, uh, that the year is actually too crowded. If you just think about these Xbox games, on top of that, we get the third-party games. And it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Uh, in terms of at Xbox, um, no, no. It, it kind of looks like this is going to be finally the year they have been, and we all have been waiting for. Um, it we When they started to buy all these studios in 2018, four years ago, we knew that it's been a, it, it will take a while until we get that continuous stream of games coming to, to the um, platform. And now it kind of looks like 23 is finally the year. The first half is completely stacked. Like the first five months, it, it, it's insane. It's bonkers. And we have no idea what's coming in the second half. You mentioned Hellblade, maybe about. Um, there are other possibilities as well. 
we have no idea um what uh, what all these other studios um uh, or when they plan to release their years uh, g- games um because like studios like the coalition they are also overdue with with their next um uh, gears of war iteration and they're working on other stuff um so the the possibilities are are big and just from what we have already confirmed for next year and i know there will be delays next year too that's for sure but still the the stuff that is now scheduled for 2023 is going to be or, or is going to make 2023 xbox biggest year yet period they have games like a diablo which will be first party by then they have um starfield which is one of the biggest releases in years um they have games like forza redfall smaller games i mentioned stalker 2 um other uh, games and and that's is is an in, incredible year and, and yeah um what else is there to say 23 can't come fast enough yeah no i, I absolutely big gotta give a big shout out to gaz now if you don't know who gaz is he's from game on daily he is the master of anything and everything sauce he's also co-host to friend of this program uh, a good friend of, of, of basically everyone, Colt Eastwood. Obviously, Colt has a show uh, that was yesterday. Um, I don't remember who the guest was because I missed it because I was doing some family stuff. Guys, I will definitely check it out as I'm like I always do doing the wash, doing the food shopping, whatever. Uh, but the big shout out to you, brother. We got to get you on here as a guest on an upcoming episode because, of course, we need as much source as possible. Um, cancel gas, can, yeah. cancel, cancel gas, uh, 2022. <laughs> let's get that, let's get that promo going. I love it. I love it. You know what, Umber? <laughs> let's bring you into the conversation. Uh, 2023 is slated to be a year that is potentially going to challenge one of the most iconic and epic years in gaming, and that's 2007. Uh, 2007 is still reigning champ as best. Uh, a compilation of games across multiple platforms, and uh, we've ha- we, we we've come close in challenging that, but we've never seen a year where it surpassed what has come out in 2007, which again is I consider to be almost iconic. Uh, though 2023, specifically for Xbox, looks like not only are they gonna uh, eclipse. 2021, which was a monster year for first party, which they won publisher of the year from uh, from numerous uh, publications. Uh, but this this lineup is bonkers. Now, granted, there are some you know some uh, you know multi plats in there, but every game that I read is coming into Xbox Game Pass, and I think that in itself is worthy of its uh, of this conversation. Could this, in fact, be the best year Xbox has ever produced? I don't think it's a question, boom. If they can land all these games, uh, even if it's not necessarily first party, if from the slate of games that we know are coming in 2023, and that's just across the board. I mean, be it PlayStation, be it Nintendo, be it Xbox, 2023 is looking to be like a golden year for gaming. But if they can, if Microsoft can land all these games in 2023, it absolutely will be the best, I think, release schedule they've ever had, if anything. I mean, Mav had listed some, and then I listed some. For instance, we already know about Diablo 4. We know about Wolong. We know about Dead Space, as he put out. We know. I'll just name the ones that I know that are appearing on, on Game Pass. 
more than likely Diablo 4 because I'm guessing that the, the deal will be done by that point. Yep. Wolong, Forza Motorsport, Redfall, Starfield, uh, War Tide, uh, Warhammer, Dark Tide. Uh, and of course, the ones I named replace Minecraft Legends, Stalker 2, Hollow Knight Silk Song, which I'm excited for, and the last case of oh, yeah. Fox, Flintlock, Cocoon, Eodine Chronicle, 100 Heroes. It's more than I'm not even remembering right now. But if those right there all land in 2023, and let's assume that Avowed might land or Hellblade 2, either one of those in the fall or something like that. Because it's very possible, although it might those two might leak into 2024. But let's just say Hellblade 2 might late make it by late, you know, December or something like that or November or something like that. It'll definitely be probably the best. I think I don't even probably it'll be the best year for Microsoft as far as releases and uh, games in general for Game Pass ever. I don't think that's even a question. I mean, uh, the only thing I think that could challenge it is if. Man, I can't even think of anything else. And, and then I think back too, and I, I also think because we know the Activision deal will be done, so it's very likely chance that they'll be releasing all of the Call of Duties campaigns and such into the uh, Game Pass. I think 2023 is just going to be, oh man, it's going to be an insane year. I don't think any way you look at it, I think it's going to be crazy to for us as far as what we get. So I'm, I'm incredibly excited for that. Um, man. I'm, I'm excited thinking about it, but I know it always seems like we're like, oh, wait till next year. But it this year, this next year looking is looking really promising. So I'm I'm excited for it. I think uh, if any like half of those even launch and land on t- in 2023, which we know many of these will, I think it'll be on paper probably the best overall year for Microsoft as far as first party and and Game Pass in general. No, good stuff. Mav, let's bring you in on the conversation, brother. What are your thoughts regarding the list of games that I dropped, but also what hearing what Boxenberger and, uh, and Umbra have brought to the conversation? Will this be Xbox's best year ever? Yeah, it's going to be crazy. I mean, we're, even if you just look at the first six months, like between what they put out at the uh, uh, E3 show, you know, there was an enormous amount of stuff. Um it is almost too much right now in the first half of 2023 that I th- I do think that some of these maybe need to clear s- space. If anything else gets pushed into 2023 and is slated for that first half, it's almost like suicide, right? I mean, uh, the list of games that uh, Umbra was talking about, um, you know, and I put it in the chat earlier because we we're just talking in, in the chat. It's Diablo, Wolong, Dead Space, Forza. Redfall, Starfield, Hogwarts, Avatar, Midnight Suns, Warhammer, Dark Tide, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Test Drive, Solar Crown, um, and then Umbra added the re- replaced Minecraft Legends, Stalker 2, Hollow Knight, Silk Song, uh, Benedict Fox, Flintlock, Cocoon, and Aiden Chronicle 100 Heroes, right? So um, I th- believe almost all of those are slated for the si- first six months of the year. And if you go back and look at 2022 the big games that we had for the first half of 2022 we had dying light 2 we had elden ring and uh for horizon forbidden west on playstation help me out uh what gt7 yeah yeah i mean tiny tina's wonderland tiny tiny tina's yeah so that's what like five maybe like pretty uh big triple a type games there's over like 12 
at least in the first maybe, half maybe of even next more. year yeah. alone. And there will be more yeah. because there's more stuff that's supposed to be getting announced, right? Um, yeah, we, Need we for Speed, is it going to be this year? Is it going to be early next year? The rumor is this year, but it, what if it's not and it actually is early next year? Then Hogwarts Man, Legacy, is... also next year. And yeah. uh, to add to that, Mav, yeah, most of those games you just mentioned are not small games. They are all these kind of experience, like a Starfield Big. Diablo hundreds of hours we're gonna sink into them could you imagine if they like we we got starfield and diablo and like um forza well they wouldn't do forza at the same time but uh let's say like hogwarts diablo and starfield like the same week i mean it's so it's so crowded (laughs) it it is it is so crowded in this first six months we don't have enough thumbs or time there's more than two big games releasing in the first six months of next year like and on a lot of platforms but especially on xbox if you add in the game pass effect plus also you know stalker and uh starfield and redfall um on there and by that time remember guys diablo 4 will probably be a game pass game yeah. Right, yeah, because absolutely. that Activision should be done as well. Yeah. yeah. So you look at this amount of stuff that we're going to have to play, and that's why I said earlier in the show when we we're talking is like this, like for me, like this October is going to start this onslaught because October is just as crowded. There's like four games coming this year in October, like all yeah, October's packed. With, yeah, like within like two weeks, right? That are like insane, mm-hmm. and after. October, you get November, December, there's still games. You got Callisto Protocol coming. You got stuff like that, right? If it cross my fingers, don't delay that. Um, yeah, oh God, please don't. That looks so good. Oh moving God. into next year, there's no there's no <laughs> lull. There's not going to be like no. we had this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because even if half of these games get delayed and pushed out into the second half of 2023, it's still a monster. Or even in 2024, so yeah. it's still yeah. an amazing year. So 2023 yeah. is going to be absolutely bananas yeah. um and the crazy thing is with all of those games that we know about right now we do still we still do not have any clue what is slated for holiday 2023 right yeah. because yeah. none of the big um publishers have announced any of their big holiday 2023 games we won't start hearing about that till like the game awards maybe uh this mm-hmm. year and then uh, probably the first couple of things that happen next year and then uh and then E3 and then we'll have a picture for holiday 2023 but just this list alone is absolutely astounding dude and so man, yes 2023 is going to be one to remember everybody yeah. Math, let, let me ask you uh, one follow up question uh, like you said it's it's going to be insane do you feel like it will hurt some games because yes um like if, if, if we look at February alone, uh, Hogwarts Legacy, big name, big name in the pop culture. Everyone knows uh, Harry Potter. Potter. Then we have Diablo and, and even a Starfield. And if you put those games against, I don't know, Case of Benedict Fox or Hollow Knight or um, some of these smaller uh, games, you feel like they will be suffering? I feel like there's right now the first half is a little overcrowded be honest with you because because the amount the size of some of these games right the scope of them Mm. is massive i mean stalker 2 right now um starfield hogwarts um avatar is probably going to be a pretty big game as well um that's second half that's they said it's the uh, the fiscal year 23 24 so it's well they for which game uh, avatar 
Avatar did. I saw March, a fiscal year of 2023 ending in March 2023 is what I had no, seen. But they but pushed maybe, it out of this fiscal year. They said okay. it's not coming this fiscal year, it's coming the next fiscal year. So, yeah. yeah. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully that one gets pushed out. And, um, mm. but yeah, other than, I mean, there's so many freaking games, man. It's absolutely, absolutely a new, yeah. I think it, I think it really could potentially, um, harm some but i i don't i think there's enough variety here so it's not gonna be horrible mm. but it it would impact if you had like a stock or two release around the same time as like a diablo and uh and like a um starfield you know what i mean because those are all kind of really big scope like massive rpg type games uh diablo is a little bit different but um you know there's so much big games so that's the thing man and then you know yeah. umbra is adding all these other games too like you know replaced which a lot of people are looking forward to and minecraft legends which is going to be uh pretty popular as well and mm-hmm. stuff you know um so but yeah i think that big games can really get lost in the shuffle sometimes when there's other big releases right around it we've even mm-hmm. seen it like from e- like ea did it to themselves with titanfall right yeah. they killed, they, like, killed, they, they they killed their own game twice yeah unbelievable <laughs> you know like yeah. both times they did it to themselves mm-hmm. and we don't want to see that but at the same time like i i do think some of these that are first half are going to be moved out into second um and then it's still going to be an amazing holiday so it's not going to be like 2022 right this is like 2022 is a loss everybody They're like for gaming and <laughs> yeah. gen- in general like i mean yeah. playstation had a three pretty good first party games this year nintendo's doing great but on xbox platform i mean just just admittedly first party has not been there this year right now there's tons of tons and tons of stuff to play so for me it doesn't really matter it's not like i run out of things to do but we're seeing the effect of that with all this multi-plat stuff too now i'll also add you know my playstation nintendo did a pretty good job this year but multi-plats like third-party publishers did not really bring their a-game this year either right there's a, there's a huge lack right now yeah, true. of big time triple a things from like ea and ubisoft and and a lot of these uh developers warner brothers. So, yeah warner brothers yeah they, where is all these game games i can't remember one <laughs> i i don't we're gonna have stuff this holiday right so it's gonna mm. hopefully make up for that but up to this point there's been a, it's been a big lack of stuff and it's I been like indies, uh, indies carrying it this year. It felt like, oh, yeah, yeah, and we had yeah. those like five had, like, big games we mentioned. Yeah, you know? it, it like, feels like like we only had two months this year. Like everything came out in February in the first week of March, and then we had like <laughs> six months nothing, yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. we have like October, and that's about it. This yeah. was the year. back. This was the year of backlog. Get your backlog yeah, yeah. cleared out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I'm playing Ghostbusters now, the remake, and I'm like, yeah, I'm scratching up on. Listen, real quick. Uh, there is a developing story. Uh, this is uh, dropped in to uh, to my DM. Uh, this is posted by uh, Xbox.com, X, news.xbox.com, the official site of Xbox News. This comes the way of Jacob Novick, who's in the chat. Folks, this is I, – I, I'm not going to make it a topic. We're, we're at the end of the show. I got to get Daniel's opinion about this. But this is, this is, this is crazy. Microsoft is uh, pushing Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And they say this, get up to one week early access campaign, uh, get, get up to one week early campaign access for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 with all digital pre-orders. And the summary is play the full Modern Warfare campaign up to a week before the launch of the game just for digitally pre-ordering, pre-ordering the game. 
all pre-orders get early access to the Modern Warfare 2 Xbox One and Xbox Series X multiplayer beta starting September 22nd. And this is this is the stake in the sand. And this is where I have to investigate this further. He says uh, the, the article says this. Tune in to Call of Duty next uh, Call of Duty's next event on September 15th for a massive intel drop on imme- on the immediate future of Call of Duty. Uh what? Excuse me? Because I thought, well, I thought the same thing has been announced also for PlayStation, Battle.net, okay. Steam, and PC. Okay. So, I, I, th- I thought this was just an Xbox thing, but no. okay. Yeah. I, I saw the same thing, boom, and I put it in even our like uh fun speculation DMs. I was like, is this normal? But then they were Jasper was like, Yeah, like it had this is for everybody. And then I went back and looked to see if Xbox okay. made similar posts on Xbox Wire yeah. in the past. And they did. It's like if okay. You search, so I, yeah. I, I thought that I thought there was something developing, but uh, there you go. Thank you for the the clarification, Daniel. Let's get your opinion on this. Twenty twenty three. Everyone has had amazing opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chat has been absolutely fantastic uh, with with a lot of new people. Which, by the way, I'm thirty away now from eleven k. Uh, so if you are new to the channel, please consider subscribing. Let's push the uh, push us past eleven k. That would be pretty epic uh, to happen this week. Hopefully, it does. But Daniel, what are what are your thoughts on the uh, ridiculous uh, reality that 2023 is going to be so overloaded with games that I think some of these publishers may delay on purpose? Yeah, I think that that's entirely possible, if not probable, because um, I remember having similar conversations to this at the end of last year where we were looking at like that February, March window. And we were like, there's so many games in February. What's going to happen? What's uh, how are we? And then like the only ones that ended up coming out were Horizon and Elden Ring and the rest got pushed to being basically the rest of the year. Like I think Saints Row was originally supposed to be in that window and, and maybe even like Gotham Knights was closer. I don't know. Um, but like, so I'm, I'm tentative to, to say that it's going to be a, a huge year uh, just because of what happened this year. But at the same time, like, those delays are happening because of COVID, right? And then moving out of the way and things like that. So at some point, that's going to have to hit the wall, right? Where it's like, we just, we're putting these games out because we're so far ahead. Now, looking at these these 12 that, that are on the, the graphic that you posted, right? It, I'm looking at, you know, Starfield, Forza Motorsport, Redfall. Those are for sure coming out next year. If they don't come out next year, I'd be shocked. Probably Minecraft Legends as well. Um, Wolong and Silk Song; those are two massive entries into uh, Game Pass Day One, right? Uh, I think those are two games that speak specifically to me very loudly. I don't know how much they speak to other people, but like Three Kingdoms era China and and the first Hollow Knight are like really, uh, really the things that I love. So I'm, I'm really excited about those games. Stalker 2 and Replaced, I mean, those are the Ukrainian games, so I'm not going to put any eggs in those baskets um, because I'm. if those don't come out next year, I'm certainly not going to be upset about it, right? Because they have the best the best reason possible, the best worst reason possible. Like, I'm not going to be mad about it is what I'm getting at, right? Is like, they need to take care of themselves more than they need to take care of their games, right? So no worries there at all. Um, then we're looking at the the end of the year, and we're hoping for Hellblade and Avowed. I think it's more likely that we just get one of those, probably Hellblade, because it was announced first. So I think that that's more likely to come out. And then it's Avowed, been in development even, for years, dude, yeah, like years. Even, what, Avowed, even what about it, Atomic Heart, guys? 
Is that coming yeah, this that's, year, that, Steel? Well, that's that's the game coming so. from the Russian studio. That was delayed because of what's going on. Yeah. That game looks, yeah, it looks amazing. Really good. And that's a game past yeah. day and date. Yeah. That next, sure so that, that might be next year, published. too, then, right? Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah it's supposed to be a game. Day and day. You, know what, you, know, you know what? No one mentioned, which I'm that's very surprised point, uh, that yeah. I can't wait to play myself Flintlock. Oh, yeah. 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 I named it a flurry of games. But I'm definitely excited for that. So there's like. Tons of games that are supposed to be coming out next year. But between Hellblade and Avowed, I think Hellblade will be the one that comes out. And then Avowed, even if it's ready for next year, I think, you know, if you have all these other things coming out, you may as well hold on to it and get into that uh, Nintendo sweet spot where you're releasing things just whenever you need them, right? Because if you can hold off on Avowed, maybe give them a little bit more time to do whatever they need with it. It's going to be a huge open world game. So I'm sure that there's some things that they could use to spend it more time on than they than they maybe necessarily need to. Uh, you know, maybe hold that off until the, the first couple months, of, like February of 2024. Uh, you know, I did some research while while the rest of you guys were talking into what the other publishers are putting out next year, or, you know, PlayStation and Nintendo. PlayStation has Forspoken. Spider-Man 2 is slated for 2023, although I think it's probably going to be holiday. Um, and apparently there's rumors that it's going to get delayed out of 2023. I don't know anything about that. No, uh, I haven't. I haven't heard that yet. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where that's coming from. I mean, we're still. I, I, we're, we're, I mean, we're still of uh, what? That's probably away. because every game gets delayed at least once. Yeah. So who knows? <laughs> um, and then they also have, of course, the Final Fantasy VII remake two rebirth thing, right? Like that's yes, supposed to come yes. out next year. So that's mm-hmm. going to be their big three. And you know, we don't know basically anything that PlayStation is doing right now. Um, I think the only first-party PlayStation games that we know about are that you know, other than God of War Ragnarok, are Spider-Man Two and Wolverine, which are both coming out of the same studio. And the, um, and the Last of Us multiplayer thing. Oh yeah, the yeah. the uh, factions. Um, so whatever, whenever their show is, people are saying that it's going to be September. I think that's when it was last year, maybe. So hopefully, that's going to be a huge show. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll, that, I'm sure they'll announce more things there. As far as Nintendo is concerned, the only things they have announced right now for 2023 are Breath of the Wild 2, yep. which I think has been delayed from like 2021. Four times. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I think it's been delayed times. a couple of times. So that needs to be coming out. Uh, and then they also have the Advance Wars 1 and 2 remake. Which I, I, know th- I think we excited. get the announcement that Holiday sees uh, Mario Odyssey 2. That's been rumored Something to be in development like that, yeah. for years. And it wouldn't surprise me if they came out uh, in the same year to bookend the year for, for, for Nintendo because they did that originally when the Switch was yeah. launched in 2017. Well, and I think that they should also, just because, you know, we've been hearing that they've been holding on to things and just releasing them whenever they need to slot something in. And apparently one of the ones that they've been doing that with is Metroid Prime. And I know people have been holding their breath turning blue waiting for that game. So I think it's yes. about time to put that game out. Um so, yeah, if if even half of all of the games that we currently have announced for 2023 actually come out in 2023, it's going to be massive. Yeah, I'm just worried about it because I know that we were saying the same thing about 2022 and then that didn't pan out. Yeah, so, that's a fantastic point. Like, I remember everyone here made a yeah. video or show talking yes. about 22 is going to be the biggest year in gaming ever. <laughs> and yeah. And now it's here we are. Because half of those games got pushed yeah. to 2020. Attacking yeah. our, our backlogs. Yeah. COVID had yeah, another thing in mind for us. I, I, yeah. I would also warn us to all be cautious about complaining too much about too much to play because Xbox listens a lot and they'll end up. <laughs> delaying the ones that we don't want them to. Let's right? yeah. say, like, oh, too much. Okay, Redfall. You know, today, right. Right. Hey, man, yeah, we'll give them another year. Be- come out. We, we own you. that now. They need more time. <laughs> you know, let's just let them have it, and then we get all this other stuff instead. Right. You know, so 
careful what you which what we say. Bill's gonna come out. We hear you. We're going we to hear you and everything is delayed. You want more you. space on your releases? 2025. How about that, guys? Oh, oh my god. No. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, what what a way to start your 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 week in gaming. Obviously, we start you off in the morning and then mid-afternoon with the Xbox Factor podcast. And tonight is the new episode of rdx with dealer gaming and the entire gang that's live uh, 8 p.m eastern standard time um listen what again we, a lot of new faces here if if you are new uh and you find the channel for the first time you enjoyed the banter of the conversation that we have this is something that happens every week on tuesday 12 p.m eastern standard time but this is the start of the gauntlet run that i do every week uh there's a show tomorrow night primetime gaming 7 p.m eastern standard time on thursday i'll be sitting down with Risk It for the Biscuit. Uh, I think uh, Umber knows who that gentleman is. And we're going to be talking about platformers and how many actual characters uh, uh, Microsoft owns, along with some other hot topic information. And hopefully by then we'll get this Sony response to what Microsoft had to say. And we'll be able to talk about that. And, of course, we end the week uh, on Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with Breakfast with Boom. And that's actually a show that this week is going to be dedicated to what happened at Gamescom at the uh, at, at the Jeff Keighley show that's happening. Uh, I believe it's 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. We'll be breaking down all of the big news uh, from that. Uh, right now, you can go and you can uh, see that, that we have um, multiple shows ready to go. But listen, let's get to the outros. Uh, we'll start first with Boxing Burger. Sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where they can reach out to and strike up. A conversation on social media yeah first thanks for having me again uh it's always a blast to be here and yeah people can find me everywhere under boxenberger um of course xbox playstation twitter and here on youtube and i do have my own podcast airing each thursday 2 p.m eastern or 7 p.m uk time and this week, we have a very special episode because we have the lead developer of the game, Stormride, as a guest. It's an action open world uh, RPG um, coming exclusively to Xbox and PC, and it looks absolutely awesome. And we're going to pick his brain about the development process and everything Darning Xbox, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting, super interesting. Do Boxenberg, uh, I got an emergency call. Do the outros, brother. Ooh. I will do. I will do that. All right. Um, yeah, this is uh, this week, Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, really looking forward to that. Other than that, next week, I won't be here on this program uh, or on my channel because I'm on family vacation. So I'll be back in two weeks. But Mav, let people know where they can find you. Thanks, Archie. Temporary host of Xbox Factor podcast. Yeah. Um, this yeah. is how you get a promotion. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody, thanks for tuning into this show. Uh, it was awesome discussions. Uh, tonight, I will. Uh, Boom just mentioned RDX over there at Dealer Gaming. I'm going to be hanging out on that show tonight at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time. And let's see, also Thursdays, p.m. in the p.m. with Pong, Sol, and I. We always deep dive on a couple of uh, big topics. We're going to have some crazy discussions this week, I guarantee you. And then Fridays is Xbox Ultimate Podcast at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And it's always a blast. We go left a lot. We have a lot of fun. Um, check me out for some game streams if you want over on Fun Speculation on YouTube as well. And then also uh, trying to be more consistent with some videos and stuff. I'm working on one right now as well. 
and uh, should be up hopefully within the next couple hours. And yeah, uh, awesome show, you guys. This was a lot of fun. And chat, you rock as always. Indeed, the chat does rock here. Uh, it is is a big part of the show. The, the, this awesome community. So shout out to you guys. And Danny, let everyone know where they can find you. Absolutely. Uh, so I had a great time with all you guys, as always. Uh, you can all find me on Twitter at Daniel J McG, uh, or on YouTube at Daniel McG. That's Daniel M C G. I've actually got a video going live. Uh, in four minutes, so probably right after the show ends, uh, talking about the uh, Xbox, PlayStation, Brazilian legal trouble. Uh, so maybe go and give that a stop. Uh, yeah, it's been a, a great show. I had a lot of fun. Awesome. That's a seamless transition over to the next thing for you. Awesome stuff here. And Umbra, let everyone know where they can find you and what you've coming up. Oh man, now that boom is gone, I have to, I got to let loose. I feel like I'm free now. I could just start singing or something. I don't know. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Thank all of you all in chat for coming through. And who you are. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, you oh, all can find me on <laughs> the most beautiful outro I've ever heard on this program before. <laughs> He's gonna get a copyright strike now. Yeah, right. (laughs) It was too good. Old blue eyes came through up. We're taking that. Yeah, um, you guys can find me, of course, here every week on Tuesdays, and uh, and of course on our main podcast with Risk It Jedi and uh, Doom Cutie, uh, the Xbox Infinite podcast, named after me. No matter what Risk It tells you, Um, (laughs) and it'll be on eight o'clock Eastern. Uh, you all can find us there, eight o'clock Eastern, and uh, it's on Risket's channel. Uh, and yeah, thank you all for coming through and supporting us as you always do. No, good stuff here, good stuff here. So, guys, uh, that's the show. Unfortunately, I can't close the stream, uh, that's something Boom has to do, and he will be doing that shortly. But thanks everyone for tuning up here, uh, showing up here. Uh, it's been awesome uh, as always. and. I guess we see you guys next week on the Xbox Factor podcast. We we don't have the outro. (laughs) We don't have the outro. Can we just keep this going a little bit? Guys, what have you been playing, actually? Did you you see his spun around in like a random like weird circle? Is he doing a race or is it just... I think, you know, he's he's free roaming here. Yeah, I think he's just... Okay, just free roaming. All right, makes sense then. Yeah. So what do you what do you all been playing? I I played the the Diofield Chronicle uh, demo. Oh. Oh, how would you like that? Yeah, I love it. Um, it's freaking awesome. I can't wait for that game to come out. That's coming out in September, I think September twenty first. And then Cult of the Lamb, uh, Madden. Oh, how is and, that? Yeah. I, all right, gentlemen. I'm sorry radar. about that. I I'm back. I had to take an emergency call. Uh, listen, thanks for doing the outros, Boxenberger. No problem. Um, yeah, listen, folks, thank you so much for taking the time to check out Double Barrel Gaming's Xbox Factor podcast. Everyone on this panel is a star and someone that you should be subscribed to. Uh, they bring a, a, an incredible amount of good, positive will and conversation to this community. And that's exactly what this world needs right now. All of their information and their links to their channels and their social media uh, uh, channels are there. All you got to do is one click and subscribe. And, and follow on, on the socials. Uh, big shout out to the, the near over 400 people that tuned in for today. 
Thank you so much for the super chats that continue to come in. Uh, those obviously, like I said in the past, power the big giveaways that we have, and we do have several big ones coming up. The next one is a $500 digital giveaway uh, where it's going to have multiple winners. That's coming at the uh, uh, Boom's uh, Birthday Bash. Uh, we've recently added uh, a Mrs. Boom Birthday Bash in November. That's an additional $500 in digital gifts. And this year, uh, Mrs. Boomsig and I are going out. We're going crazy with the holiday. We're giving away over $1,000 worth of digital prizes come uh, as we get close to Christmas. And uh, by the end of the year, we will have given away over $3,000 worth of prizes. And to win, all you got to do is be in the chat. Uh, you get extra entries for being a channel member, uh, for being uh, dropping a super chat and being subscribed to the channel. Uh, and it's our way of saying thank you for supporting this massive dream that we have. And uh, of course, I want to thank everyone that tuned in uh, today and say uh, that I'm going to close out with something that was uh, taught to me when we were kids. And I think it's relatively important to the way the world is right now. My dad used to say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, guys. You can, you can guarantee you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast.